Hi guys, this is Mike Sass from Gen Con 2016. I'm an artist for Hearthstone, Bioware, and Magic, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Extra! Brought to you by Good Games, the enthusiasm. Dominaria! Dominaria! Dominaria? Ooh, sounds like a nasty Italian porn film. Welcome! It's the pre-release preparation pack, the PPP. Fortunately, I'm joined by legit Dominarians who can get us ready for the weekend better than Calvin Harris and a shitty job. Dominaria? This is Sevenland Hand. My in-pod master wizards today are the original vile offering from Yorgmouth. It's Aaron Graham. <laughs> that's me. That doesn't sound like... Oh, man. A vile that's offering. That's vile. Totally I was giving you a vile that's offering. That's authentic Yorgmouth. <laughs> and with more banal history than the history of banalia, it's ooh, now uh, fame from film and television, Anthony Lee. Hmm? Film and television? Yeah, oh. or phones and seven-line hand... Web, uh, Facebook page. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Of yeah. He was we, in a film. It was in a short film. Film. Oh yes. He won many awards, like a thousand views on Facebook. <laughs> 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 Just as he's deciding who. That I should. I should mention that was for our. Um, what were we giving away? That? Oh, that was the, the backpack that you brought in last yeah, time you were yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it took us an eternity to give away, and then we got around to it, and we and made it was a, funny. It, we made a film. If you haven't seen it, scroll through our videos. <laughs> hey, it's made on. the good games toilet never the same. So. <laughs> Yeah, that this. night market lookout is still there. Yeah, peeking around the corner while you're on the bog. Yeah. Hey, guys. Well, so um, what have you been uh, managing your geek with this month? I've actually been not playing any magic because I'm just so excited for Dominaria. Domin- yeah. Dominaria? What are you oh, storing yourself up? You're saving yourself saving up. Saving myself up for a big pre-release like weekend. for a fine meal. You're yeah. just like not eating. You're starving yourself. So when you take that first bite. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be juicy. I'm going to open that pack and, and, and build some sealed deck. And it's going to be mm, delightful. Mm. I kept that clean because I mentioned porn in the intro. It could have gone a oh, lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad yeah, we didn't say porn again. It's, it's no, like, <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. It's like it. how films have like a certain number of F words they can drop. Yeah, <laughs> one in a PG-13 film. Yeah. When you go, how did you choose to use it? No, you squandered it in that. In that yeah, scene. it's a waste of an F word. Yeah, mm. uh, I've been I've been playing Subnautica, which is an underwater crafting game. It looks gorgeous. You like crash land on an alien planet, and you've got to like gather resources and and, and stuff to yeah. build a, a submarine and stuff. And it's oh, really? it's really 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 good, really addictive, and it's got all the good qualities of minecraft and terraria and those kind of games except it actually looks really good <laughs> did you see um what's it called it's not it's not hunt for red or red november it's red november but i don't know if it's red november mm-hmm. or red november you know the goblins on a submarine game oh no it's had a recent upgrade it's just got a re-release it's mm-hmm. like a 52 dollar game now it used to be in like a, a, a rectangle i've got it in the house it's the rectangular thing like mm. this and now it seems to be in a in a bigger square is it, box is it, i was hoping you're gonna it's gonna be submarine shaped box. it should have been a submarine <laughs> yeah. shaped box oh, yeah. missed opportunities Classic. or at least a gnome shaped yeah but all these gnomes <laughs> yeah. are on a submarine and, and things keep going wrong and you've got to run around and there's a oh there's yeah, a time track that goes around that. that side yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool it's got a ch- i've never really got into it but it's got a charm to it that always makes me want to play it mm. and i haven't played it enough to discover it if yeah, it's to be to, discovered to go back into it again yeah um, I'm watching a lot of vines that's not very important I've been saying <laughs> saw dudes a lot to Zach and Zoe and we we laugh saw dudes saw dudes yeah we'll, we'll watch it when we take a break it's it's actually probably not funny it's fascinating well, well, for the it's, listener what would if they wanted to chase up a saw dude S-U-H dudes it's making fun of like bros and stuff oh, like okay. dude dude bros just going ha ha saw dudes 
Anthony, can you save this segment by telling us some really interesting <laughs> geeky news that might have been going on in in your life in the last since uh, we saw you last? I played month. GP Sydney last week. That's way more. That's interesting. way more interesting. Tell us about that. Uh, so the what format was it? Team Unified Modern, which is obviously the least interesting and skill intensive format I've ever played in a GP. Um, it was great. Did you play yeah. XLN Limited? I did. Is this worse? I think this is worse than XLN Limited. Ooh, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the GP uh, didn't go that well for me, but um, Magic got its first ever female GP champion. That's that's, hey. good. that's fantastic. That's good. I think that's an absolute nailed on sign of the times, though, because it's been coming. We've been getting more female players in right. there, so it's only a matter of time before. Because it always seemed like nonsense that it wasn't a parody in the numbers. It's only because right. it's been Geek World invented it all and yeah, it was predominantly yeah. male. And, and, so and, it's, it's, and it's quite fantastic. a hostile environment for female players to come into with all these guys who have been playing it for years and years and years. Yeah. And if you come in as a female player, it's quite difficult. Now uh, the girls are giving just a Jessica's last name again? Estefan. Um, she's been playing Grand Prix for as long as I've been playing Grand Prix. Like she's always uh, doing well, yeah, makes, makes day right. two yeah, and she, stuff. Yeah, she, she's done um, really well. So, yeah, it's really fantastic that she won. Um, she was playing Black Red Hollow one yeah. um, with her team. So, yeah, really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's um, big news. I heard that you played a game of uh, Two-Headed Giant. Is this, is this correct? No, you mean, uh, oh, do you mean the, uh, the PDQ on the Sunday? I don't know. Uh, I so there was, there was, there Have was you a... played Two-Headed Giant? Recently. Uh, question. Recently. No, not recently. Not I, since I, you I, played I played, with... I played the Team Sealed. Um, oh, right. I, 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 oh, <laughs> I think I think it was because I think I referred to your two-headed giant experiences as similar to me having played that team sealed PDQ okay. on Sunday. So the answer would be no. Uh, yeah, basically okay. no. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> that, that PDQ was interesting as well, though, because um, got to got play to, with two of the best yeah. players in the world. Yeah, we did. We participated. <laughs> so results are on the internet somewhere. If yeah, you want to check them up, don't, don't look them up. Don't look up. our minds at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's um, probably on Watanabe's Twitter. It is pictures of pictures of yeah. you playing with two platinum pros. It's funny. Well, I, I've been. I have designed. I a B uh, board game geek. Um, what do they call it? Like a micro badge for Seven Land Hand. Still awaiting approval. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, like if you're a listener or anything like that, you can throw a Seven Land Hand badge on there soon if they approve of us somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I've uh, actually really enjoyed um, making my profile look cool and inviting. I don't know how anyone is going to get there because I don't link it from anywhere. I at know. All. I don't know. Well, I'm Do- Dr. Dave Hellboy, mm-hmm. capital D R Dave hellboy all one word so yeah. if you want to jump on there just tag me i'm um, jim bob because i can't change it it's j-h-i-m-b-o-b but yeah friend friend me on, yeah. on board game geek i guess yeah and, friend of some board yeah, game geek. send us a message and trade some of my old board games from me that i don't want anymore or just see what we've rated games in the past because i've tried to put all the games that i own on there mm. and do a rating i don't know how you were challenging me on like oh well, this one doesn't level up against this you know this one's a three and that one's a four so it was like uno versus pyramids and i was like <laughs> surely they're about the same like but no, you're like no pyramids is a two and uno is a four yeah because i really hated pyramids <laughs> and you know i would never play it in a million years yeah. but the kids like it yeah. so when mm. it comes out and you're like ah, oh, it's a no-brainer game and the kids are into it let's go you know yeah. so that's fun if they kids were coming yeah let's play pyramids I'd be like, nah, put that Absolutely away. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. That's a two out of ten. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Teach them the way. Tip, tip of Netflix tip of the month is uh, Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey yeah. suddenly appeared on Netflix, and I'd never heard of the show before. British comedy, short seasons, uh, written by James Corden and Ru- yeah. Ruth Jones. Um, 
because I didn't know why James Corden was famous enough in no, the first place to have his own show now. Turns out he wrote a but great sitcom. But turns out sitcom. he wrote this fantastic sitcom. <laughs> and, um, and he's about 800 kilos he heavier. insanely huge in this show. Yeah. And he's just eating KFC. and so He's a slob yeah. in the show. And he yeah. wrote it. And he's written himself disgusting. Yeah. Uh, which is so interesting because he's just not that now. Like, he's much more trim. Um, but, yeah, this show is really well written. And it's from, what, 2008? 2008. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it's yeah, it's an old show, but it still stands up. It it's stands up. It's if really you like good. the English humor kind of yeah. thing, I think it's, there's it's, lots of long drawn out moments of awkwardness, and you have to find that funny. Yeah, Corden's humor is always yeah that, that kind of annoying British person. Yeah, yeah, like um, and and so you have to be able to just laugh at that constantly. Right. And it's bits of The Office and bits of just like yeah, I was about to say of, it's like it's not as awkward as The Office. Not as awkward as The Office. That's 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 way more upbeat and it's got a lot of heart and super um, high, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm loving it. I'm just finished season two. We're about to watch a Christmas special and it's yeah. Oh, I'm loving. I panicked. Oh, I'm if you panic, if you watch Netflix, you get season one, season two. Then at the beginning of season three, they do a Christmas special and then a behind the scenes. As Christmas special as episode mm. two of season three, oh. and you think, "Oh no, there was that's only the ever two seasons. That's the end." No, there's not. There's, yeah. a totally, <laughs> there's another six episodes to go. So whew, breathe easy. It does round never, out, and it's never coming arc. back. Apparently, no. they're, they're never going to do it. No. Mm. Well, Shame. James Corden's lost all his weight now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they'd have to do it in the future. James. Yeah, just give him a fat suit, or whatever. Oh. <laughs> well, look, so we've got a different show for you today. This is the first time we're being pretty serious about it. Serious. Hey, this is the PPP. Yeah, that's right. TQ. I keep expecting you to end that with TQ because yeah, they're adding so many different Well, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here then. Without, <laughs> yeah. so. Pre, pre-release preparation <laughs> pack. So we've, we'll, we'll do a Buster Booster. We'll do it right at the end of the show. So uh, we'll, we've got a box of Dominaria and air in front of us. Uh, we'll bust one of those and give it away. Oh, no, stop screwing myself Dominaria? Dominaria. <laughs> uh, in front of us. Uh, we'll do that at the end and answer all the listener questions then. But uh, we're just going to be stripped back. We're not even going to do any MTG card quiz. Six, mm. seven, land hand, it's a real quiz. Or flavor text. Flavor I text. have no penny flavor. whistle flavor text. here at all. No, there's no premonitions. No, nothing. There's they removed no... the quiz because the results would be pretty oh, yeah. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I didn't petition for the quiz to be removed. Anyway, Definitely not. It's probably time for a blob. And uh, moving on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you've got anything else to say, other uh, uh, geek news, or we'll just go plow on straight ahead into yeah. the dominant area. Yeah, let's go straight ahead. Oh, oh, I'm going to plan on doing timestamps to this. Now I've said that, I really have to. Yeah. So if you're looking at this, look at your phone, look at whatever, it should have the, the time in the podcast that we talk about the uh, different segments. Man, there are some other magic podcasts that would really be improved by timestamps. <laughs> it would have to be every, like, hey, 10 seconds or so. After today, <laughs> it's not going to be seven land hands. Yeah. Yay! All right, that's enough of that. Uh, blob. Yeah. Advert. Every month, Good Games are giving our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the board game we review. This yes. month, the Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective range. That's all, range. that's all of the Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. Consulting Detective games so are good. our game of the month. Yeah. The red one, the blue one, the brown one. Yeah. All of them. And there's a fourth one as well. There is, but, but I don't know what that but one is. I, I can't get hold of it. Yeah. In April, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving seven land hand listeners 10% off everything Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. All you have to do is walk your beagle into the local Good Games store whilst high on laudanum and say this month's password. How about an irregular discount? That's if you're up north. <laughs> this April. How about an irregular discount? And now it's time for the pre-release preparation pack podcast. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep
All right, welcome back. We're opening up with just the basic mechanics and uh, and uh, really what's introduced within Dominaria, so we um, get a bit we have a bit of a context for the rest of the show. Mm. So mechanics, what have we got that's uh, that's new? Uh, Probably the biggest, weirdest one is sagas, right. which are a, th- a thing that have, we've never seen before, but they're pretty... Um, that's more pretty of a card type. It's a card type, yeah. um, but, but it's kind of a mechanic because it's like... It's, a, it's, it's own thing. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're spread all around um, uh, just uncommon rare, mythic rare, and they yeah. have a, a triggered ability that is like um, you do... They're all enchantments, and you go through their abilities one at a time, the first one when you play it, and the next two after you draw your card. At yeah. the beginning of your it, pre-combat main phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the key thing to remember there as well, it, it is an enchantment. So if you want to try and get rid of your opponent's in, uh, saga, you're not looking for a card with destroy saga or something bizarre like yeah, that. It's uh-huh. just any kind of enchantment. Yeah, a- every that. saga is an enchantment. Um, that's the way you do it. Yep. And uh, those all have a, a wide variety of different abilities, but they're all actually pretty straightforward. You just kind of read through mm-hmm. it and, and do what it says. Um yeah. When you when you play it, the first one will trigger, and then um, in you the future get two you'll... more phases each turn. Yeah, there's usually three chapters, and the chapters. big one should be huge and uh, helpful, mm. and then you, then it gets sacrificed, and yep. that's the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get kicker back this time around. Yep, um, we haven't seen that for a while. Is it? We haven't, we haven't used that for. Yeah, it hasn't uh, been invasion around. block Battle and Zendikar block. Yeah, Battle for Zendikar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's pretty simple to run there, Anthony. Hmm? Pretty simple to run a kicker. How does a kicker work? You pay an additional cost, and then the card has an extra ability. Yeah, so you can see what you could like. There's a, a couple we're looking at here. Like uh, this let's just have here. a look at the mythic rare Varix Blade Wing. It's two red red for a four four uh, legendary creature dragon at mythic. Uh, you can it has kicker three, so that's an optional cost to pay as you cast a spell. You can't choose to do it afterwards. Um, hmm. So while it's in your hand, you have a chance. You have the choice so to um, play it as a four four flying for four. Or it says, when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, so if you paid the four mana plus the three kicker cost, create Karok's Blade Wing, a legendary 4-4 red mm. dragon creature token with flying. So don't let anybody have this in play and then some of them say, I'm just going to pay the I'm extra just three kick, kick it, it now, now and yeah. get another two. <laughs> that, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So got to commit. So this is like the choice that you make as you cast it from your hand. It's either a four mana 4-4 or you pay seven mana and it's a 4-4. And then the kick, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of these, a lot of these. This is a good way of a card scaling up through a game because sometimes you get those cards that maybe lower mana costs. That as a as a two drop coming out on turn eight has no more use, but with a kicker cost, it, sometimes it can have some sort of impact, right? Yep. Uh, there's cards at common that that do this as well. A, a very similar one is Academy Drake, uh, which is two and a blue for a two two with flying, and you can kick it for four. So it's a seven mana. Uh, with its kicker cost and then if it was kicked it comes into play with two plus one plus one counters on it so it's either a three mana two two flying which you're pretty happy with and then a seven mana four four flying which you wouldn't be happy with but the strength is in its flexibility and that if you draw it late it's not just a two two with flying it's you can pump all your mana would you say as a general rule don't hold on to these cards just to get the kicker effect if you're needing to have a, have a you know, like like curve, regular, have curve regular good curve. Like, you know, you only want to keep hold of it if you if you can afford to. And it depends just, on the specific card. I think it's different sure, for yeah. most of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So say you have a choice on turn three of playing uh, your 2-2 with flying, your Academy Drake, or your, like, just a vanilla, say, 3-3 three, three for three. 
you may want to err on the side of playing the 3-3 rather than... Obviously, it's very different no, contextual. I think, I, I think usually no, because like that's such a long way away. Like For you to get four more lands um, is usually like... That's, a, that's usually longer than turn seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But the, in the choices, like in instances where it would be close, like turn six... Whether you run it out, you have to play the other thing. Then, well, yeah, yeah, um, but but you know what I mean. Like uh, in the choice where it's like you you know know that you're going to play your seventh land in two turns. Yeah, do you play it as the two-two flying? That's the thing that's going to change contextually. You may want to. I think it's more often that if it just happens, it happens. I don't think I would work very hard to like kick my thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. I was I was trying to get to that. Don't don't evaluate this card in your deck as uh it's something that you must hold on to and must use for its its Mm. higher cost. I think two of the cards are like that. Um which ones? Stronghold Confessor, I think, and Skizik. I think those two cards I would basically never cast unkicked. Because I think they're terrible. One's a two mana one three and the other one and no no it's like Skizik is a four mana five three with haste and trample Mm -hmm. and you can kick it for red uh, to not sacrifice to not sacrifice it. So so I think if it's kicked then the card is acceptable Mm -hmm. and if it's not kicked then the card is like hideous. It's so bad. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. I mean there might be a spot where you have to like cast it unkicked but I would almost never do. I would say ninety five percent of the time I'm not casting that card Mm -hmm. unkicked. Same thing for Stronghold Confessor. Crew, crew. Stronghold conf- Confessor is the one that makes him discard too? No, that's Caligo Skin Witch. Um, which, uh, <laughs> Stronghold Confessor is black for a 1-1 menace, and you can kick it for 3 to have it come into play as a 3-3. Three, three, oh, is it with 2 I think the front side, uh, like a 1-1 one mana one, one with menace is just not a card, basically. Mm. Um, what if it, when it tapped, it, they lost a life and you gained a life? I think that's <laughs> playable. It's not the problem with 1-1. One one. Situational. Hey, yeah. cr- I've said it three times now. Sorry. Crew, which is about three times more than it needs to be. And crew is back... <laughs> Uh, but only for weatherlight vehicle. Uh, the weatherlight vehicle, right? Yeah. Um, we've seen crew. It's been in Ixalan. It was in Kaladesh. Uh, it wasn't around for Armanket. But yeah, it's just basically. It's an artifact that becomes a creature with the printed power and toughness that it has when you tap creatures with power equal to or more than its crew cost. So it can be a number of creatures together. So if you have Weatherlight, you can... Uh, tap a 3-1 tap- or 3 one ones to yeah. crew it and it become a... Get a whole bunch of saplings. What is it, four five flying? Saplings 1-1? Yeah, imagine three saplings driving that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. That's actually a, a card just makes three saplings yes. instant speed. So <laughs> they'll be like, oh, he's only got a Weatherlight, no creatures. And you're like, aha, saplings. I'm going to crew this thing and <laughs> yeah. kill your angel. Combo. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Now, we've had a bit of a change to the hexproof this time around as well. Uh, it's, it's, they've sort of modified it a little bit, so it's not going to be hexproof across everything. It's going to specify what it's hexproof against, mm. right? There, there is regular there, hexproof yeah, in the set Oh, is there well. still regular hexproof? Yep. Oh, okay. um, there's Coldwater Snapper. I think yeah. it's just like Benthic Giant from, um, from Theros, which is a 4-5 oh, yeah. hexproof for 6. Yeah. Um, and it's a, t- it's a turtle for all the turtle tribal in the set. That, that's, a, that's a joke. Oh, I love there's Thriving no turtle. turtle from back thriving in the day. Oh. I think if you can find the right shell for that card, it would be good. Yeah, I think so as well. Shell, yeah. Just checking. That's cool. Uh, We're still awake. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and, but at, uh, at Uncommon, there's a kind of new black, white, and white knight, which, which are cards that predate to like alpha, which were two, two first strikes for black, black, or white, white with protection from the other color. Now, they've gotten rid of protection, mm-hmm. but now they've replaced it in this set with Hexproof From, which is kind of a bit of a variation on just Hexproof. It is Hexproof From Black or Hexproof From White. So what, what, is, what does that mean exactly, Anthony? It can't be targeted by spells or abilities of that characteristic, in mm-hmm. this case of color. 
Okay, this one. I hadn't noticed on this one before. This says it also introduces a quip something creature. Yeah, so they're, they're, actually, they're playing uh, with these um, things a little bit. There's um, a black, black, black blade? Black blade reforged. Black blade, back blade reforged. Black blade. Come Is on, it it's black? not bad. It's a black blade. It's just a blade that's black. black blade. Is it black blade? Yeah. I thought it was... Um, blood what's blood. the name of the guy with it from Future Sight? Hakon... No, that's 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 Harkon Strom, Stromgard Search, which is Scourge, which is a different card entirely. You're thinking the the actual card you think of is like Qualash Air to Blackblade. It's oh, I always thought it was Backblade. I think we've, this Backblade. Is a, we've invented a new segment here. Where Anthony swap. tells Aaron what he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess what? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, back <laughs> Blackblade um, is uh, equip five, but equip to legendary creature three. Isn't it seven? Oh, to right. equip it the first time. So it's a different, it's a different cost three, to equip right? a certain creature because that creature might be good at handling whatever you're giving yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like the magical properties of, of being able to... Flavor. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that's an interesting um, thing on it. It's kind of like a little bit of a build-around-y thing because you're never going to... Is it seven to equip it? I think so. Um, and then three to equip it to your legendary creatures. You are never equipping that to a regular creature like... Good right. luck trying to equip it to your Academy Drake. <laughs> Maybe it is five. I don't know. I thought it was seven, but seven sounds so unbelievably big. Uh, it, is, know, it, it is seven. Oh, It wow. is seven. So See, it costs seven mana to equip it to a non-legendary creature and three to equip it to a legendary creature. Oh, that's okay. ominous. If I, if I remember the card correctly, I decided that the answer was too unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. that's not a we, good have, we have another uh, key mechanic here for one card, for Grun the Lonely King. Which is double. This one, this one reads out pretty interesting. This card, doesn't it? Because it, it's um, when I think it's when you attack, it gets when it, you attack alone. When you attack his alone, name is Grand the Lonely King. Ah, nice. Because yeah. he's by himself, right? Yeah. Gotcha. yeah so he's a. It was, he's he got a, exalted. Yeah, we yeah, got basically. we got that one there. Anyway, this this guy has been um, out before, and he was just like a. It was one of those green cards with just the giant gorilla in the um, yeah. in the picture. Uh, you found mm. him. Yeah. yeah, he's always an ape warrior. Four green green for a five five. Uh, it has kick a three, uh, and when it if it was kicked, uh, it enters a battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it. And whenever yeah. Grun attacks alone, double its power and toughness until end of turn. So you can swing for twenty. Yep, yep, yep. pretty easily. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. have trample, so no. it's just a big silly guy that can get blocked by a sapperling, but yeah. still um, double its power and toughness. They've they've not templated it like that before, so it would used to say it gets plus X plus X where X is its power, power or yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah, it's like if you if you pump it up, then it's gonna double the pump as well. That yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? That's Which kind of mechanically worked before this is no different um, like mechanically, right? Yeah. It's just it's no it counts. It, it's not gonna it's just easier keep, to read. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, now that the final contentious part of this segment is, uh, we'll, oh no, this this is one more bit. There's um, historic. This you know, which is I suppose requires a historic doesn't appear in any of the cards as a historic um, ability or anything like that. It's but a definition, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a definition, right? And yeah. it relates to legendary cards, artifacts, and sagas. Mm-hmm. So what's going on there? So is this like a tribal-y kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's it's given you a little bit of an angle to to build things around. So you care more about legendary creatures, artifacts, and sagas in decks that say whenever you cast a historic spell or you may return a historic card oh, it's, from it uses your the historic yeah. within the text box. Right. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's just instead of having to list all three of them out. Yeah. I yeah. Um, so 
it's it's kind of like an ability word like landfall where landfall just says look for whether a land entered play or not but the landfall mm. ability was different every time it was gain two life or yeah. if you played a land this turn do this do this do this so historic um kind of varies very widely um there are things that say return target historic permanent from the battlefield to your hand or get one back from your graveyard to your hand or whenever you cast a historic spell draw a card uh and so if you want to build a deck around this you want to be um uh prioritizing legendary creatures kind of artifacts cheap artifacts maybe and uh sagas whatever sagas you're gonna pick i think the interesting thing about this mechanic is that it's very open-ended so it's not like tribal so like for example if you're building a vampires deck in ixalan you have to play all the vampires whereas there are historic is so broad that you know legendary sagas and enchantments uh the legendary sagas and artifacts are so open-ended like there's a lot of them and they're all different no one deck is gonna look like another deck i don't think i don't think you would really make a historic deck per se. Like you would have a specific payoff that you're trying to maximize, mm. but your deck is not a historic deck. I think. Right. Yeah. I think it's just getting in the flavor of these are guys or and girls from or creatures from Magic's history, so they're legendary, and these right. artifacts are things that people have been using for a long time. So they're you know uh, they you know, all these things are historic elements of the mm. Magic, uh, you know. I just Whoa, like the gameplay. Universe, the really. design is great. Like it's it makes us care. It makes us reevaluate a bunch of older cards, right? Mm. Yeah. Like we previously didn't care that they were legendary or that they were artifacts, but this gives relevance. It plays back. It's very backwards compatible. I think that's super mm. interesting. Mm. Which I is think, uh, yeah, I think it's really good how they've, yeah. they've, they've, there's a few moments uh, in the set that they've made us look at different cards in a, evaluating yeah, in a different cool. way. Yeah. Uh, mm. And we'll probably get to that in, in the next few segments. No, this is one of the strongest bits of Magic design. Whereas, like, if you look at something like. Kaladesh or rivals of of Ixalan, that those things really work very well together, and then not really outside of it. So you look at Kaladesh and all the energy cards are there, or you look right. at Ixalan and all the vampires and Merfolk are there, and then they don't really have that much meaning outside of their own set. Yeah. This is like it makes me think about all the legends that that came yeah. out. Like I got really excited about Avia Pashiri from <laughs> Kaladesh because yeah. it happened to be a one drop legend that goes with Mox Amber. Like, that's suddenly a thing to think about now. Out, you can yell out Via Pashiri in the night, in your sleep, and not upset your girlfriend, because she's going, what's he on about? It doesn't <laughs> sound Via like... Pashiri! Yeah, it can't be a girl's name. Be, ah, it's fine. <laughs> hey, um, so as a side note, we're also uh, being treated to a new card frame as well. Uh, yeah, so this is just a little kind of crowny, filigree-looking... Like Liliana's sh- shroud thing. Yeah, like, like the chain veil-looking thing. everything Liliana. Over the top of things that are legendary. So this is legendary creatures, which is how we've seen them in the past, legendary artifacts, which we have seen in the past, and yeah. legendary sorceries, um, which are... There's no legendary instance yet, but I imagine they're, they're saving that for, for future designs. Um, legendary sorceries... Um, just have the text that you can't cast these unless you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Because that'd be the ones that'd be involved in doing it. Yeah. I suppose. I'm just yeah. getting all the flavor mm-hmm. tips here. Um, <laughs> uh, planeswalkers, uh, by the way, are, have been eroded to all be legendary planeswalkers, but right. they haven't changed the frame. They already look pretty good. Also, weird. if you were playing Constructed or something like that, it, they will count as a legendary. They, they count, yeah. So, um, say, Gideon of the Trials, on his card, he doesn't say that he's a legendary planeswalker. Well, he shouldn't be. He's Jace. <laughs> 
It's very unlegendary. Um, but like Gideon of the Trials, not also the same. Ca- <laughs> but he counts as a legendary permanent because they've eroded all yeah. old planeswalkers yeah. to, to, for it. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a stylish looking thing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's fun. and uh, it will help to remind you not to play your second copy of them because the legendary rule still it exists. Very different, and you have a sacrifice. Uh, but also help you, you know, if you're building your sealed pool, you can put all your legendary creatures to one side sense, and yeah, say, like, can I? Can, can I, I use them together? Is it worth putting in my deck? Have I got enough legendary yeah. creatures? Etc. Etc. Et and they, it, uh, they look nice. I think they're going to look, look nice. very nice when you open a booster pack. And, and they said it was important that if legendary was a, uh, a, a, a big component of the set, they wanted to make sure that when you fan out your booster, your, your as fan uh, is very high in terms of legendary creatures. And this makes them pop out of the pack and really draw attention to it. You're what, guaranteed one per pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're guaranteed one per pack, right? Cause yep. the, it, but it's not the foil, is it? It's just, um, it's just, it's just um, a, a different print. Because yeah. 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 Yeah, legendary creatures have probably been predominantly mythics or rares up right. until now, but we see yeah. them in uncommon. I don't think we've seen uncommon ones since Kamigawa, which was yeah. um, 12, 12, 13 years ago, something like that. Longer, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else we want to add to mechanics and themes and new treats from Dominari before we move on? Um, there's not too much. I mean, the, the sagas are pretty weird, but everything else just kind of reads pretty straightforwardly. Right, yeah. There's nothing yeah. too complex. There's I think no, with the like, sagas, you've got to look out for like the first step and the second step can do the same thing sometimes. Yep, so if mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, I've done the first one, but what happens now? And, and put a little counter or something on your deck yeah. to just remind yourself to put that counter on your saga so that you don't miss, miss your triggers. There are also some cards that give them more saga counters uh, as well to like speed them up. Um, but uh, otherwise, the set looks pretty straightforward. I mean, I so. rules-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a very strong element of us war- almost like warming up for the core set release in the mid-year, isn't it? It's like, getting, yeah. We're just getting, and, and that's also pretty much Dominaria being the first plane that Magic appeared on. I think they really wanted... Back to, yeah, bring it back to its roots uh, kind that? of thing. I, I'm, I'm, I am feeling yeah. that. Um, the, the set looks evocative and flavorful, but not an overly, like... Way. Yeah, it's not like like any of those uh, mechanics that we just read out. It's not like it's going to take a huge amount of time to get your head around, is it? No, it's like yeah. you know, sometimes you just go, "Oh, how's this going to work? Is there any tricksy elements to it?" It's pretty straightforward. It's not actually that many as well. Like a bunch of those only appear on like one or two cards. Like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's only really like two or three mechanics. This is this is where I really enjoy magic. That's why I always love the core set because just, let's just play the game. Right. Let's just, yeah. We don't have to worry about the the fancy stuff. Let's mm. just do the mm. core stuff, the Richard Garfield stuff. <laughs> the, how Richard Garfield intended. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was treated like a bad something a punching something. bag of uh, <laughs> of mechanics and devoid gold cards right this is this is um kind of one of those things where i was thinking the game has made us look at these cards in a different way maybe more for draft which we're not going to cover tonight to, on this show mm-hmm. but you know gold cards you usually would look at in terms of um you know in a, in a in a limited in a draft format is picking later when you know if you're getting into it unless mm-hmm. it's just super no, powerful yeah. I, I i think that's a very common thing that people do that's just wrong. you think that's wrong yeah, yeah. I, every time so every time uh Gigi's Cannington posts a pack that has a gold card. People say they don't want to take the gold card because they don't know <laughs> if they want to be in those colors. But it's like one pick. Like, yeah. if, 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 if it's the most powerful card, you can just take it and end up not playing it if you're not in those colors. Yeah. But, I, I think but if very, you do yeah, end up I in those colors... I was, I, was, I was thinking yeah. about that during the week. I was going to bring that up with you because I think, still think I would avoid it. <laughs> I'd want something bankable right. first. But I can see where you're coming from as well. It's, it, it's but, all kind of power this, level. Like, you, you don't want to 
throw away a gold card just by virtue of it being a gold card. No. Like, I, I took Shapers no. of Nature um, in, in Ixalan draft first pick right. quite a lot because the rest of the pack was just so weak. And yeah. if I yeah. did end up in green-blue, it would be one of the best cards in my so, deck. Sometimes a gamble doesn't cost you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this set is particularly geared towards us looking at those gold cards as I can really play these cards. And right. the uncommon set just seems to be so strong that you, you, know, you read through them and you get so excited about most of them, right? And yeah. and I think if well, you have your sealed pool, it's almost like you, it's uh, you know drafting in slow motion. It's, it's, it helps you out. There's a safety net right. there because you can look at what you're going to get and what you have mm-hmm. got. That's the mm-hmm. entire pool. Yeah. So I think you're going to get a lot of use out of these. How, what, what do you think, guys? Like I think so. Like um, Anthony and I were discussing this uh, before. It's it, they're very the bodies of them being like their, their stats compared to cost. Seem pretty strong. Right. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Adel as the Cinderwind, uh, which is the blue red uh, uncommon uh, legendary creature, human wizard. One blue red for a two two with flying and haste. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus one plus one to end of turn. We're talking about being like decently happy with this, just at its kind it's of fine. base Basically, rate. it's like Stormfleet Sprinter, I guess. Like, yeah. Maybe it's a little worse, but mm-hmm. about the same. Um, Three mana, two, two, flying and ace. That's pretty, that's pretty quality before, that, before we get into the text. Before right? you even get into the text. And, and it's sorry. uncommon. And it's <laughs> uncommon, yeah. So you could have two of these in your deck pretty, pretty handily. And then even if it's just kind of like prowess whenever you cast an instant or sorcery just it got plus one plus one to end of turn you'd be pretty happy with that yeah Yeah. Mm. pretty good um and then if you happen to have three or four wizards in your deck then sure it's good but the fact that it's just good by itself means you don't have to draft your deck around it yeah yeah it it doesn't it's not like uh one of the cards from rivals of Ixalan, which was like merfolk mistbinder where you wouldn't play it in a green blue deck unless you had a buttload of merfolk because you don't want to play green right. blue 2-2 two, two with no text by themselves. yeah right. mm. um so uh let's have a look at something like uh arvad the cursed three white black three three uh legendary creature vampire knight death touch lifelink other legendary creatures you control get plus two plus two I would play that without the last bit yeah. of, of text. Like um, like a 3-3 three, three Death Touch lifelink for 5 at Uncommon, you'd be like, sure. Like, I'm yeah. just putting that in my deck, I think it's right? a decent card. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't pick it very highly, but I think it's, like, good. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, it's going to be better than the majority of the commons in, in those colors, do, would you say? Maybe. Or, or, or yeah. do, like, do you think all these gold Uncommons are, like, comparable to best common? In the- I think they're, like, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I, I, all right, maybe, maybe they're, like... They, they they are better than most of the commons for the most part. Yeah, not all of them. Like some of the gold commons are a bit on the weaker side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you they're okay. still play that guy as a defensive death touch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like death touch is a better offense, uh, defensive ability. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. No, but we've had recently we've had a few cards that have come out that have had death touch and are quite aggro, right? Which have uh, I can't remember what the names of the cards are. The last the last few yeah, sets, were like, like, wait a minute, should uh, be attacking with that. Well, like the the best ones are ones where you can. Um, like they can't double block it obviously because you just kill everything that it, it yeah. blocks with um but the the defensive thing yeah just incentivizes them from not blocking with their large right yeah. large guys i think yeah i mm. think of it as a form of evasion like more closer to like skulk or something are you sure yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. because they they it's, can't just throw um, a four right, four in yeah. front of it yeah they'll avoid blocking it but it's also yeah. a form of uh, quote quote here I'm coining a phrase defensive evasion because people will go <laughs> Oh, I won't swing into that because he'll just take me down with with that guy. With yeah, the, with it with a silly right. three yeah, that, three. That can work. Yeah. Do you think I'll stick yeah. defensive evasion? 
Like uh, the DE. So I think it's just being defensive. Like, just, the, just defensive. I don't get what the evasive part is about that. <sighs> <laughs> so you say, say you have a 2-2 two, two and I have a 5-5. Five, five. Does my 5-5 five, five have defensive evasion? Yeah, right? Uh, let me, uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah, defensive yeah. evasion. I'm That's pretty it. happy with it. I like it. My 5-5's five, five got defensive evasion. Um, there are some that are a little bit more vanilla. Uh, yeah. Like uh, the green white uncommon is uh, Shanna Sisse's legacy. Green white for a zero zero. It's terrible. It's going to go to the graveyard as soon as you play. Oh, it's got abilities. Uh, it's a legendary creature, human warrior. It can't be the target of abilities your opponents control. And it gets plus one, plus one for each creature you control, in- including in yourself. Green as well. So uh, yeah. So in green white, you want to make a bunch a of, of creatures, make a bunch of saprlings, yeah. play some creatures. Would you always play green white equal to the number of creatures you control? Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think that one actually depends. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a build around, like it's going to go on some green white builds, I don't and not think these others. Cards can be build arounds because they're legendary. Like I don't really want to play. I don't want to build build my deck around a card where I can't play more than one at the same time. That oh sure yeah, yeah. No. like like say quintessential build around uncommon like burning vengeance or something yeah it's really jacked when you have legendary. three in yeah. play yeah you, you're not so that happy with awkward. it if it's legendary maybe it's, maybe if you have like other payoffs so it can be one of like multiple payoffs and that makes sense to me mm-hmm. but i'm not going to build like a deck around like that specific is card. this just because of the the percentage chance of drawing that single card is, is well, no, no, it's just that I literally made of a like, like yeah like, like, like you want yeah. the upside of potentially being able to play two and just going bah, 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 oh, bah, yeah, yeah. and you cannot do it with no. these ones so um so that's an interesting thing to yeah. think about like you'd play all three copies of shanna sisay's legacy if you if you yeah. drafted them probably i mean if, yeah. I, if I have that many then i probably did some other things to make sure that each copy i draw is the, yeah uh-huh yeah um but it's gonna suck when you draw it and it's just a f- is obviously a bad yeah thing. it would so. suck if you yeah drew your first hand and there's three of them staring back at you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i mean it depends on the card as well like um mm. some of them are more necessary to get killed than others you know like the expensive ones that i've had the curse drawing multiples is much worse than drawing yeah. like, multiple shanners where like there's a decent chance that one of them gets killed or whatever mm-hmm. so, you know that's fine um uh so one of the more clear build around ones is Slimefoot the Stowaway, but also just works by itself. Yeah, this which is great. No, one black, so. green, two, three. Legendary creature, Fungus, for all your Fungus yeah. Among Us uh, fans out there. Um, smells whenever like, Smells like cheese, each card. <laughs> <laughs> they put that in the pack, new pack yeah. smell. Scratch and sniff magic cards, finally. <laughs> uh, whenever a sapling you control dies, Slimefoot the Stowaway deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life. And he has... Uh, he, uh, they have an ability <laughs> called, which is four generic mana, create a 1-1 one, one green sapperling creature token. Uh, I think I would just play this by yeah. itself. You don't need to put any more sapperlings in your deck. Paying yeah, four maybe, maybe, maybe in sealed, I think it's mm-hmm. okay. It depends how slow the format is. I don't really know yet. But if the, like, I guess if it seems like it's slow or if you play a match in which your opponent's deck seems slower, that seems like a decent mm-hmm. card. You um, also got a, there's a lot of cards that will support this as well. By cre- Like you mentioned before, the card that creates three saplings. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of cards that are making saplings as well. Yep. So, again, you're looking at your seal pool. If it's there, it mm. leans towards you using this. Yeah, like, like each of the colors has a theme in the set, but not like how the colors had themes in Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan where it's like, oh, here's the thing that I'm doing. I'm going to yeah. build dinosaurs or I'm going to build 
aggro pirates and they're all going to raid and every pirate deck looks very similar. In this, you can have a black-green deck that has 10 different Saprolin cards and this is going to be really good in there. And then you have a deck that has two Saprolin cards in it and Slimefoot's still pretty decent. In, in can, can easily you could can you play two other colors and splash for these gold cards quite easily? You wouldn't do that. I think zero of these cards I'll splash for. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the um, Tatiova Benthic Druid? Three green blue for three three Merfolk Druid. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and draw a card. I think that card's basically a six drop, but it's not a six drop that you play and win the game, which seems unacceptable. Mm-hmm. To me, so yeah, I don't really like that card. Like a three three for five that replaces itself if you play on yeah, ten six. Like, okay, it's but like, you have to have like. like so it's like a six drop mm-hmm. in that you have to have drawn six lands for it to be good. Yeah. Except if I draw it on turn ten, it sucks. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but if you have it in your deck, maybe you send back lads. Oh, I don't know. Really, I mean, yeah. that sounds very like a big stretch as well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that one probably. I just I think that card's probably just not good. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Like maybe if you, if you're playing like a very long grinding matchup, it could be a good sideboard card. Yeah. Um, and a good sideboard card is not necessarily a card that's just bad. Like it's exactly that. It's a good sideboard mm. card. And mm. and a lot of this is very. Um, contextual like like maybe that is almost completely unplayable in a very aggressive format do you like if if people are looking to build decks at pre-release do you think that the set tends towards being more aggressive i don't think so i think there's like a lot of creatures that are sized in a way that makes aggression unlikely and also because of the pre-release because the cards are new people are not building optimized decks so Mm. i would rather err on building a slower deck that wins with bigger there's a a lot of cards Mm. which uh are heavy in in mana cost and have high kicker costs so if if r&d are looking at it would you imagine they would there's no point putting cards in there that just overpriced you know a lot of cards that are overpriced that no one's ever going to play right so it would seem by the volume of cards that are highly priced or have a high kicker price Mm. that you might be getting a few long games yeah like um i meant to ask this early when we were talking about mechanics um Mm -hmm. kicker kind of tends towards you not want not wanting to flood but being insured against flood because you have kicker cards yes are you playing 18 lands in this format 18 19 i think the kicker the kicker costs are generally so large that for you to be able to consistently do that stuff Mm. would require you to play way too much mana in your deck to be functional yeah like 19 lands i think it's basically just that if it happens, it's kind of free. I, I think I have to be happy with the base rate of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not go to any... You're not tending lands. towards it more because of the, the... You're like, oh, if I play 18 lands, I'll be able to play my kicker spells yeah, kicked I'm, more. I'm not really going to... Mm-hmm. So you're still much. playing 17? 17s? Um, I don't really know. Like, it depends. Like, yeah. the number of lands varies a lot and on other things than that. Like, for example, how flat the power curve of yeah. the cards is for example yeah, for sure. yeah. Mm. Um, like if all the cards are roughly as good as each other um, then I'm more likely to play fewer lands because yeah. then drawing one more spell than your opponent when all the spells are roughly the same amount is a lot better but even if they're the same amount you still want to be able to hit cut, hit land though don't you so but as if, soon the, as you... if the game just goes on forever then you're, and you're a spell up on your opponent that's a big deal right so, yeah yeah sure yeah yeah. There do seem to be quite a few different mana sinks in in terms like like the uh, Slimefoot and right. uh, Rona, Disciple of Gix, which is the blue black uncommon um, legendary creature, human artificer. It's one blue black for a two two. When it enters the battlefield, you can exile a historic card from your graveyard, and you can cast non land cards exiled with Rona, and you can also pay four and tap to exile the top card of your library. Uh, like 
are you feeling like it's tending towards a slow set because there's lots of random mana sinks like this and kicker and stuff and you said the power level seems pretty flat the, if, if it was flat i don't know if it yeah, was flat. oh sure yeah, if it were flat then i would do that um uh, but like you were saying at common the creatures look like they're gonna block like gum up the board right yeah. a, a lot there's two threes and random like like things there's not heaps of really really pushed creatures with uh, attacking abilities like we've seen in Ixalan and uh, and Armand yeah. Cat. Um do you think that this is going to tend towards who has the best outlets for their for their mana if the, if the game goes on like That's I imagine possible. sealed games are going to come down yeah, to sealed who mana things are normally very important. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know yet whether it will be grindy or aggressive yet because I remember Armand Cat initially looked like it would be a very grindy set and yep. it didn't quite work out that way yeah either, because so. because we were looking at cycling and an aftermath and uh, uh, aftermath the other one um and uh, embalm and an embalm yeah so like that implied that it would be a very you know defensive and grindy set and it mm-hmm. just didn't work out that way because of specific cards yep. that existed so mm-hmm. you know maybe the mechanics point one way and the cards mm-hmm go the other way yeah which has happened we've been stung by that like twice like three times in a row now are there any of these uh gold cards that uh get you particularly excited we'll talk about bombs uh in a couple of segments time but yeah because we're we're in it right now is there any of these they're they're like they're exciting me for like weird reasons like uh wrath compassion ships mage is two white blue three three flash flying you can cast historic spells as though they had flash that last bit doesn't really matter. I'm just happy about a two white blue flash flying. That like. seems to be the theme, right? It's yeah. like you're pretty happy with the card and then there right. might be an accidental bonus that happens mm-hmm. later on, which would be yes. even, even better. Yeah. Um, Halar mm. the Fire Fletcher is one red green for a 3-3 three, three trample. Whenever you cast a spell, if it was kicked, you put a plus one plus one counter on Halar, then it deals damage equal to the number of plus one plus one counters on it. I'm pretty happy with a 3-3 three, three trample. I mean, like involving that in an aggressive start in a, in a red green mm. deck, if you kick it, if you kick some random spell, sure, but like you're pretty happy with the with the base rate. Like Rafka Passion, I just want to flash that in and block some two three flying that they're attacking me mm. with. Because um, don't r- forget, you might draw these cards with a high kick of price later on in the game anyway. So you don't yeah. like. I think we've been talking so far. Like you get them on you know your original yeah. opening hand, and then you've got a choice between waiting or not. That's mm-hmm. why the the kickers are good because they'll work later. Yep. Um, there's the black red one, which is like extremely expensive. Three black red, three, three flash garner, the blood flame. When it enters the battlefield, return to your hand, all creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from anywhere. This turn might have some weird modern implications with dredge. What do you think about that? Mm, no, I don't think so. That's, <laughs> That's a lot pretty of, weird. Five mana in modern. Five mana is a lot. Like, yeah. unplayable. Like, Jace the Mind Sculptor is basically unplayable in modern. So like, mm. I was like, no, you can dread, re- you can dread return it. No, not in modern because it's dread, banned. Is Dread Return banned? banned? No, I don't play a lot of modern. You see, yeah. oh, Dread Return banned. Nice. <laughs> it's the, fi- the final sentence of that, which is, is more maybe interesting. Yeah, other creatures you control have haste. So I think what you're supposed to do, what what the shtick is with this is your opponent attacks you with a bunch of creatures. You trade off your board. And then five mana, you go Garner the Blood Flame, return yes. all the creatures that are traded off, untap, cast two of the creatures, all my creatures have haste, I hit you for ten. Or, I mean, or in something. that case, I think that part is basically flavor text. Because like, if, the, the if you block everything and they lose their board, then you like, draw, <laughs> and you get like, your stuff back. Cards, yeah. you, then like, you win anyway. Like, yeah, it doesn't so, matter so it's such a weird card because it's like other creatures you control for haste, it's like, meh. Like, you're you're playing good. on turn five. If if all your dudes die and go to the graveyard, they do come back to your hand, mm-hmm. and then your ability to play them with all with six mana isn't highly likely, is it? You're not going to 
No, player. like, and that's why the the combination of abilities is very strange. Which is like, flash yeah. means you want to be playing it on your opponent's turn when they sweep the board or something, oh, or when you have a big too. big trade. Right. Yeah, and then other creatures you control have haste means you've got to untap with it, and then have creatures you want to hit them with. It's it's just a very odd combination of, of stuff. Um, At least the, the flash enables you to do it in their turn, though. That's which is great. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you so can, if they go you can destroy defend strongly, or you yeah. can, so you can get up a whole bunch of blocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't trade, or they have sorcery speed blues. removal, and you just get your five five back that they killed. It kind of makes me feel like it's one of those cards that makes you want a whole bunch of your dudes to die. Otherwise, you're not going to feel like you're gonna... I think if it's just like one thing and you have like a five mana three three that draws you a card, I yeah. think that's pretty good. Oh, mm-hmm. and the battlefield effects would be great, right? Yeah. You just get it back, oh, yeah. do it all over again. Yep. But you like still have you to can, cast them again. You can do some weird. What if that was a bonus? If what was a bonus? What if getting to cast them again was a bonus? Because of Like maybe of you have like a card that you cast early and then it dies. And yeah. then getting to cast it later in the game would be good. Like a kicker spell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, a I kicker see, spell. Yeah, 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 you see where yeah, I'm yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, cool. Right. I like yeah, that. No, I wasn't going there nice. at all. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was still stuck on the end of the battlefield thing. Like, yeah, let's just <laughs> yeah. do that twice. But yeah, you could yeah. you could do low, low kicker price early, high kicker price yes. later. I think, yeah, that's I think those good. cards uh, are valuable for that reason. Ghana, the Blood Flame, and Soul Salvage for that reason. I yeah. I think I'm not certain yet whether the play pattern works out the way because a bunch of like the kicker cards are like one threes that don't naturally trade in combat so maybe you have to like chomp with them or something mm-hmm. but I think yeah if you, can, if you can find a way to like trade off your kicker creature by casting it early to not die and then to mm-hmm. buy you the time to cast a big mode later after returning it to your hand with Garner or Soul Salvage that seems like a you know a promising direction for a deck mm. so pre-release tips for the gold cards are they're not the uh... They're not super build-arounds or they're necessarily sure, bomby, but they've got a yeah. definite use to them. They're, they're I'd, I'd say powerful. if you're in those colors, then you would probably play all of them except maybe the blue-green one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would open one and think I should play these colors because I have this gold card. Right. Mm, if, yeah. if you're there, then, you know, it's, it's a good just a good count of those colors. So look, yeah. look for the swirly tops. Get all your legendary ones to one side. Have a look at what you've got. See what colors are there to support it and see if you can build a decent yeah. deck. And if you get Pink five, probably don't play five. Of five legendary, five legendary. Yeah. Um, are they, would I play five of any of them? <laughs> Probably not. Mm, mm. Just to reiterate, legendary rule: you can't have two of them on the board yeah. at the same time, right? So, yeah, maybe not five of any of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's very unlikely. That's yeah, extremely unlikely. unlikely. I can't remember the last time I had two of the same uncommon in my deck. Really? Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, I can. What am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about yeah. nuts ones like Monstrosaur right. or whatever. But right. there was a um, Raymond Swanland uncommon in Theros, and I love the artwork for it. You know, Rescue from the underworld? No, no, yeah. it was. Uh, I have to describe the picture to you because that's okay. how I work. Sure. It's like a swirly head kind of guy, and it was all purple, like sort of swirly. In Theros. In Theros, or around. You don't remember at all what it did? Uh, no, I was so excited about playing it though, and it, this is the crux of the story so excited about playing i thought it's uncommon gonna bank bump into loads of these yeah played bucket loads of drafts and didn't get it ever i think if i think oh, when i no. i think i might have got it once but i didn't get to play it because it was just not what i was drafting when oh, I really? saw it. so yeah was so like emissary is one of the big bestow guys no, or i'll find out in the break yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, um but right. yeah for, for sealed i think you're going to be looking for Ways to gain advantage over the over the long term because we talked about getting double value out of your kicker cards. We're getting stuff back from your graveyard. That sounds like a sweet thing. If you getting get mana it to work. mana sinks, things to put your excess mana into, whether that's big kicker costs or 
um, repeatable effects like Slimefoot and and whatever r- r- yeah. Gix lady. Because um, Slimefoot's in green, so if there's lots of ramp happening and you hmm. and you've got four mana to throw around, yeah. how's the fixing in the set? Not very much of it, right? Yeah, now. there's no evolving wilds. There's no traveler's amulet. There's no. Yeah. No, the lands are more tapped for an. Uh, they come in tapped, and then you can yeah, pay a cost and do something. Memorials to whatever, which are all straight one colored ones, yeah. and then there's not really dual colors outside of rare, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Okay, so uh, we'll just round out this part of the the discussion. We'll come back after a break with just stuff to avoid, and we kind of um, we were going to talk about. Uh, tribal cards earlier on and then we decided that well you guys were saying it's a bit of a trap this because mm. there was a whole bunch of things tossed around like this could be a tribal thing like i was gutted that gobbos didn't come through strong and have oh, i'd love to play you know i just I could, I could sub out zombies and put gobbos in not a problem but it just didn't come through from did it but no. wizards has been touted as this set's got a tribal wizard um flavor to it is is, is this the truth or not well, like when when the sets first started coming out, it looked like it was going to have a tribal component because there were knights, um, which yeah. were buffed up by uh, one of the one of the rares and one of the mythics. What's the rare that does it? Oh no, I'm thinking of the one that just gives you team plus one plus one. Sorry. Okay. Um, is it angels? That, that is a knight. He's thinking, you're thinking of Ben Elish Marshall. Yeah, um, which is white, white, white. All your creatures get plus one, plus yeah. uh, other creatures yeah. get plus one, plus one. And this history of Benalia, which creates a two-two knight when it enters. Uh, it's a saga. Creates another two-two, and then its final one is all your knights get plus two, plus one. And, and it seems like an easy thing to throw in a card that would make a truckload of knights. Yeah, but that isn't happening. Uh, there's not really many other ways to support knights. Mm. It, it seems like they have just seeded this for like a standalone card in this set but it seems odd to give all your knights um plus plus uh well, I mean, plus two plus it, one. it also means it just affects the tokens that it makes yeah it might be just mm-hmm. a balancing thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like they could have made them but there are balls. like lots of random other knights in black and white in the set like joseph vess oh, is? is is a knight right. um yeah. arvad the cursed is a vampire knight oh, right. so white black has knights but it's not like a tribal thing yeah it's not like one comes in and all of there's a there's a knight effect or something no, or when you right. cast a knight card boom this happens right mm-hmm. uh, um, there's a lot of angels in there but there's the, i mean there's that, a that's, that's just a mythic rare that like where if it didn't have that text it would be fine as well mm-hmm. yeah that's the only one that affects all this i, th- I think Sarah the ones angel that are, i mean those, that's not really a trap because like you would just play all the angels and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, i think like goblins could do count as a trap because the cards are not actually so there's nothing good about the goblins they're not really in a set because there are like what six of them and most of them are rare mm-hmm. and the payoffs are also bad like you can play a bunch of bad cards and then if you play the payoffs your mm. bad cards are slightly less bad, but they're still below average. Yeah. So I would never play something like Scope Prospector or Goblin Warchief in my deck. I think those cards are just unacceptably weak. And Squee? Squee? Squee. Well, Squee's not really like a goblin card. It's just a goblin, right? Mm-hmm. I know, but he's so yeah. Yeah. Like, adorable. And, the, and, and there's some like w- funny combinations you can do. Like if you have Siege Gang Commander, it's like sacrifice a goblin, deal two damage. And you could combo that with Squee, who keeps coming back from the graveyard. But it's like... How good is your life? Yeah, you how good is your life? You cast Siege Gang Command and you're like, how could I make this more likely to win the game? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're like, I'll, I'll sacrifice this rare card and I'll also be in a position where I can just keep bringing it back over and over. So, like, Goblin Tribal is not no. in Goblin the Tribal set. does not exist. Yeah. Um, and Wizard Tribal and Wizards, also... What's the deal with Wizards? Because that so, one seems to be the strongest one if it's going to happen. There are some Wizards in the set. Right, so the <laughs> thing is, like, the Wizards are fine, but the payoffs are not actually that different. If you, had, if you have, like, five Wizards in your deck... 
it's not really different to having like three or seven because the cards are not really that different in playability. They're all fine if you have only one wizard in play. Hmm. So I think the reward is not really there. And that the cards you can you can be not a wizard deck and still play Wizards Lightning and it's very hmm. good, or play Academy Journey Mage and it's fine. So I think those cards are more like single card synergies. Where if you have one of you have a Fire Fist Adept or um, the or, or Academy Journey Mage, then you might go slightly out of your way to play one extra wizard in your deck or something. But I think you're not going to build a tribal deck. Like, there's actually just not enough. You're yeah, not going to put like a vanilla wizard in your deck, like I uh, like unless, you, never... unless you already wanted to, mm-hmm. which is not unbelievable to me. Yeah, mm. but uh, yeah, and you won't play the bad wizards like Gitu Lava Runner or something just to sure. So you mage. you open your sealed deck and you see a number of wizards. It's not let's get excited. Let's try and get a wizard deck together. Because I think I think you're nothing... not actually going to open your sealed pool and see a lot of wizards because there's not actually very many wizards. Yeah, in the set. yeah. No, like um. There's lots of incidental ones at common, but like uh, this one that Anthony just mentioned, Gitu Lava Runner. I'm going to see heaps of people playing this at the pre-release because they think that Wizard Tribal is a thing. Right. So this is your warning, listener, to not play cards like this because it's just like a hoop that you're jumping through to make something happen is just not not worth the, the effort. This is red for a 1-2 human wizard. As long as there are two or more instants or sorceries in your graveyard... Gitu Lava Runner gets plus one plus oh and has haste. It's just mm. so many hoops Very to jump small, through. Yeah. Just to have a wizard and you've got to play instants and sorceries as well. It's not enough to run a one mana, one two to trigger all your random wizard stuff to make Academy right. Journey Mage yeah, cost it, one Yeah, less. if it costs five, it costs four. Then like the, I mean, obviously it's better to cost four than five, but yeah. it's not such a big difference that I'm going to change my deck so that it costs mm. five. Because the, the wiki lists uh, the wizard class as the only true tribal theme. Y- yeah, it's peculiar, isn't because, it? Because there are cards like Gitu Journey Major Common, which is two and a red, three, two. When it enters the battlefield, if you control another wizard, it deals two damage to each opponent. Uh, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> very no. much. Like, I, li- I like yeah. the idea of this because, again, I kind of you know, move towards the drafting thing. It's not like one guy at the table, or girl, is going to just sponge up all of a particular class and then... You know, have a really good run of right. it. Uh, this, you know, this 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 set, like we were saying, is very very more open than that. So mm. I think it yes. probably levels the playing field. Yeah, which I prefer. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, yeah. it it means that because there's nothing worse than sitting next to a guy who builds an awesome wizard deck, let's say, right. and you build a vanilla two, creatures a three yeah. three or four out yeah. of ten wizard yeah. decks. You committed to it early. Yeah. Um, Anthony talking about the black red uh, uncommon before made me just suddenly reevaluate kicker cards, and these right. are the things that we're going to find as we play sealed, as we play draft. Th- these things aren't handed to you on a platter like Ixalan was like, oh, I play dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, the more <laughs> vampires you play, the better your vampires are, and you just like pick two cards and then you just on rails for the rest of the time. This is like going to be, I'm hoping, one of those really sweet deep draft formats where the synergies between commons, uncommons, and rares is just like very deep and you never fully get your head around all of it mm. because some person is going to build this nuts blue-red wizard deck, but that is not the, the norm. Yeah, um, and, and you have that option sealed if, it, if it's all there for you, then mm. I suppose you go yeah. for it. But I think the thing is to remember you're not necessarily building a wizard deck so much as a good magic deck. Uh, yes. So you can incorporate yes. other cards much more that aren't necessarily yeah. wizardy. Mm. Uh, yeah, like in <laughs> anything else to avoid. What 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 have we seen in the set to avoid the the big traps? Uh, I don't know this. 
if there are general thematic traps, just cards that I wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't play. Know if the, I don't know if it's a specific. Uh, is there anything that jumps out to you as like a, a like a trap card that you think like what are the the cards That's like Yu-Gi-Oh. I said the um, Gitu Lava on it? Sorry. That's Yu Gi Oh. I don't know. There's a, uh, maybe there's a specific card. I, I, I mostly only notice at the pre-release when everyone has like a certain card in their deck and like what what's going on. Mm. You know? Or just it's just generic stuff as well. I suppose when you're playing a sealed deck, uh, maybe cards that you want to keep in mind for a, a sideboard. Uh, rather than putting it into your deck straight away, you know, there's that, there's, there's all those things like usually like artifact removal comes into um, contention for that, doesn't mm. it? You know, you, you think, oh, that's that's great if I'm playing against a lot of artifact decks, but right. it's no good unless you are playing against artifact decks and it takes up a slot. So put it's it a little a bit sideboard. closer in this format, maybe. Um, sealed, yeah, sealed is a little different because, for example, in like in in draft, for example, there's only so many of a certain effect that could be there, but in sealed. If an effect is good enough, you would do that. So, for example, in Rivals of Ixalan, um, there are not that many enchantments, but because the enchantments are so good that you would expect someone to play it if they open it. So, for example, Luminous Bonds. Okay. Main decking enchantment removal actually does make sense in that seal format. Right. So, we might see something like that here. Yeah. Because um, sagas are everywhere. There are some enchantments. There's some enchantment removal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Artifacts seem to be There's actually not very much enchantment removal. I was just thinking of the ice one, and then I realized there's no white common one, is there? Yeah, there is. Invoke the Divine. Artifacts seem to be pretty oh, mean, light on enchantment removal. Oh, sorry, like like in removal that is an enchantment. Oh no, there is none. In There's the none in yeah. yeah. At common, mm-hmm. right. I was going to say um, enchantments seem to be pretty light on and not. We're back to the good old days where you know I can just a sweeping statement. I'm not going to play any artifacts, but that's probably that's probably not, that's <laughs> yeah. probably not true. That's you dangerous. may actually want to do that because of the historic stuff. It triggers all your and random historic. Gonna, that's what things, I was yeah. going to say. Is, mm. is that a strong trigger to to you know? Like, are people going to be playing like the cheap? I think there's a one mana artifact in there that you can play. Would people just like throw stuff like that in? Okay, there? that's takes, a trap. Don't that's that. the yeah. Okay, that's like a slot, right? That's like a yeah. yeah. So uh, blood tallow candle is. Uh, I might play that. That, yeah. might, that, might, that might be the exception. Yeah. Yeah. So Blood Tallow Candle is a one-mana artifact that you would usually not really be very excited about playing because it yeah. costs six to tap and activate it to give a creature minus five, minus five. You've seen lots of effects like this in the past where it's like artifact matters and so it's got a, a cheap enters a battlefield and then you have to pay a buttload of mana like... Later, I'm trying to think of mm. like uh, brittle effigy maybe. That's like is, every is artifact. But that was actually all right. That was a rare... Um, <laughs> There's ones that have like six activated mana costs or seven activated mana costs as an artifact, but uh, say an Aether Revolt, you could use them to improvise. So there was a reason for you to play one yeah. mana artifacts in your deck. Uh, in this set, it also seems like it as well, because if you've got a thing that triggers off Historic and you just go uh, on turn four, and then on turn five, you go Blood Teller Candle and another artifact, you've got two triggers off that. And I you kind of get a spell a bit many later. cards that have such impactful triggers that I would do that for mm-hmm. the most part. Like maybe not like, play it so that you can get a historic trigger yeah, later? Yeah, I think maybe like below rare, I don't think... There's, there's nothing that comes to mind where I feel like I'm very likely to play um, like bad artifacts just because they're artifacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, this, is, this is good news I'm hearing. If you're, you know, like if you're a Magic player, uh, you might not have been playing for that long. You're just trying to get your first pre-release. If you just approach it like it's just a, a general game of magic and you don't have to worry about too many right. tricksy yeah. stuff, you're probably going to do all right. And, mm. and perhaps the the second caveat to that is if you find yourself jumping through too many hoops hoops to make a card work, that's probably not a card that you should be... Um, or it's very difficult to get those hoops jumped through. Mm-hmm. Then maybe just consider don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of like bad artifacts. Like Blood Teller Candle is like close enough that 
I would not feel embarrassed about playing that if I had enough historic cards. But I, I was thinking like Navigator's Compass is like something that's horrible enough that if I saw someone playing that, I would assume that they had been sucked into playing. Um, because yeah. of the historic-y kind of right, thing. Right? Yeah. So Navigator's so, Compass is a, a one-mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you gain three life, and you can tap it to make one of the lands you control become a different basic land type. So it's like the most awkward fixing <laughs> of all time. Yeah. It gains you three life, so people are like, oh, this will protect me, and it will fix my mana, and it will trigger my historic stuff. None of those individual bits are worth playing this card in your deck. Right, so like, that, yeah, that's an example of a card that might trick you. Ice mm. Manipulator, we can put that in any deck. I'm yes. pretty happy with that in Sealed yeah. because um, it's like flexible removal that can be targeted whatever the yeah, big I th- thing I, is. I think I played 100% of the time. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's, color- it's entirely colorless yeah. and yep. it has a very powerful effect mm-hmm. that just and then up as the game goes on. The, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're tapping down the 5-5. Five, five, usually you use your removal on their 5-5, five, five, but then when they play 7-7 seven, seven, and you can chump block the 5-5, five, five, you tap down the 7-7 seven, seven with, the, with the Icy Manipulator. Icy time in a huge way, right? Mm. And doesn't it do land and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, you can, tap, you can tap their lands, <laughs> tap their splash color and their upkeep or something so yeah. they can't uh, play, their, okay. play their thing. Um, things to keep in mind, but it will probably very, very, very rarely come up. Um, there are some very interesting uh, uncommon cards like um, Amaranthine Wall. Right. And, uh, I don't know, like uh, Howling Golem. Mm. And things that are just color... Like, are some of the traps in this set colorless and historic so people think that they're going to be good and they're just going to play a bunch of trashy kind of artifacts in their deck? Like, 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 I'm would sure you, people will. Would, sure yeah, people will go. Yeah, I want to get the historic. Would you advise so people to not play in. cards they wouldn't normally play just because of the historic? Unless stuff. you have a very exceptional reason, mm-hmm. and I don't think. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think those exceptional reasons exist. Yep. Maybe the blue red mythic Joyra Weatherlight Captain is enough. You just play any old artifact in your deck to just draw cards. Maybe the ones it. that are close to playable, I guess. So I still wouldn't play the compass, but then I would happily play an extra blood teller candle or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you gotta think about it. it's it's play, playing seventy lanes, you've got twenty three slots, you don't want to fill it full of junk. Yeah, well, it's yeah, not so yeah. much space. Like I think that's normally fine and sealed unless you're stretching to fit certain colours because you have a particular bomb or whatever. But yeah. it's more just that if the card is not good and you draw it, like you waste a draw step, that's worse than wasting a slot in your deck. Mm-hmm. And I'd also be worried about you know, like putting just any old artifact in to give myself a, a historic trigger later on because again it's you've got a one in forty chance of, of even seeing well a little bit more than that because you get seven cards at first, but right. you you've got to see that card. There's plenty of times you play a you can play a whole pre-release and not see a card that you're really sure, looking exactly. forward to play, yeah, right? That's a big part. You can't really build like you can't really build around a lot of those, like because there's just not enough of that effect. And I think that's what you guys were talking about with the legendary cards. Oh, yeah, not I being can't able put, like, stuff your deck. If I can't play like four of this card, then like I can't really build around it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. so, yeah, you, know. you may never see it. Um, how much do you think? Oh, it's actually maybe not too important because you're never going to pick up four copies of a thing. Um, but the question I was going to ask was, um, is there any? Oh, this is about draft. It's not really about sealed. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. like, like would, you, <laughs> would you not pick your third copy of a legendary thing? But I mean, it depends uh, on are, legendary um, Yeah, it depends. Yeah. yeah, That's always the answer. Well, look, <clears throat> why don't we take a break, do yep. a blob, uh, have, a, have a whiskey <laughs> and, a, and a cigar. Yeah. And um, I don't know, what else do we do in breaks? Um, have a wee. Yeah, that's, we'll do all of that in this short musical related. break right now. <laughs> 
When the rain comes in and doesn't know, it's time to play Is It a Bomb with, with Anthony, Anthony Lee. Lee. I really thought that was going to rhyme. Yeah, me too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Is it a bomb? I, I couldn't think. We're going to play a new game yep. called Is It a Bomb yep. with Anthony Lee. Yeah. Does right. that mean that Even a when card? Anthony's not here, it's going to be called it's, Is It a Bomb with Anthony Lee. Yeah. And even if Anthony Lee's not holding this card, you're holding it and you're looking at it in your sealed set. You can play at home or is it at the pre-release, Is It a Bomb? Yeah, because you'll be going, yeah, it was a bomb because Anthony said so. Can you define yeah. a bomb for us? Because you're the bomb expert here. Yeah. Define... You've in, me- okay. many years in customs. Someone is opening their pre-release pool and they say, I want to play all the bombs I have. What is a bomb in their sealed uh, pool? A single card that's so impactful that I could build around it or i would expect that card to come into play and immediately change the course of the game mm-hmm. yeah right it's big swingers big yeah is right. what i look for swingers. i see a lot of those at the zoo <laughs> swingers yeah. swingers yeah okay. okay is it a bomb and uh, and uh aaron i believe you're called okay uh, let's uh let's give this a go let's let's try the ma- let's try the machine yeah sage of latnam one and a blue one two tap sacrifice an artifact draw a card how is that ever a bomb what no, no, I was about to ask the question. Is it a bomb? You gotta wait for the um the catchphrase. Is it a right. bomb? Uh, no. <laughs> you gotta cool. You gotta suggest potential bombs. I think. Aaron. But that was the test. Oh, I was test testing test. the machine to make sure it was working. Oh, okay. Yeah, like oh, the first stage of a lie detector test is. Right. Is your name Aaron? And I'll be like, no. And they'll be like, yep, you're lying. I thought you were going to say the first step of a light. Uh, one in a blue. One two. <laughs> sacrifice an artifact. Draw. Okay. Is it a bomb? And I'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, it's wrong. Right. You're lying. All right. Here we go. Bombs. Remember, PPP. This is what people want to hear. They want to know, give me the bombs. So if you open this card in your pool, is it a bomb? In Bolus's Clutches, four blue, blue, legendary enchantment aura, enchant, permanent. You control enchanted permanent. Enchanted permanent is legendary. No. Not a bomb. Explain. Why is the onus to explain why it's not a bomb as to why it is? Um... Um, (laughs) Because I'm saying things that I think would be considered bombs, and right, you have yeah. to prove me wrong. Well, your opponent has to play something impactful before it is. So your opponent needs one specific target that's very impactful before this card is good. Um, and if that's not the case... I mean, there's a lot of situations where you're losing the game, and that is not the particular case. Mm. So, for example, if you're just very behind on board, then maybe just taking one card is not enough, or maybe their board is good because they have multiple good things. Yep. Or maybe they just have, you know... So this isn't drawing you into its colours because it's not actually going to... Well, it dig- is, but it's, not, it's just not a bomb, that's all. Sure. Right. So it's not going to dig you out of situations that you're well, losing not, quite, always, yeah. quite badly in. What if you're just ahead? Like, what if you both just have nothing? Then, like, you know... <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> then whatever they play, you get to take next turn. Yeah, like, I guess. Not for six mana, you know, you're their best, very their best mm-hmm. nothing, though, now belongs to you. Yeah. 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 They play a 2-2 two, two and you're like, oh, I don't the want card it. is good. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just not what I would put in my definition of a bomb. Sure. It is mm-hmm. very good, though. It seems like it would... It can definitely shift the game around. Yeah, I easily. think that's why it doesn't have to be a bomb. bomb. Like, you know, I could play like a, sh- a shock and then that might do the case. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Speaking of which, next card fight fire, oh, fight with fire. Fight <laughs> Two fire and a red fire. deals five damage to target creature, sorcery. Kicker, five and a red. So we're talking nine mana altogether. If the spell was kicked, it deals 10 damage divided as you choose among any number of targets instead. Is it a bomb? Divided as you choose, Anthony. No, not a bomb. It's a very good card, but it's not a bomb. Mm-hmm. So my pick, the next segment is going to be called "Is it a very good card?" Because I, <laughs> yeah. I thought all these things would be would be pretty bomby. Yeah, we probably um, want to go for bomby. Uh, tell us like a bit more about "Fight with Fire." Why uh, don't you think it's a bomb? Sorry, I mean, just not. It's just a very good removal spell. I mean, uh, the kick mode is very impactful, but 
I, th- I guess we sh- we should be measuring impact against you know probability as well. Nine mana is just an obscene amount of mana mm-hmm. to have in yeah. sealed anyway. Like uh, on average, you're playing it on turn thirteen or something, turn fourteen. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, sure, if you can kick it, the card is, is would, would in fact be a bomb. But I think nine mana, the case for it to be a bomb, yep. where you have nine mana and have not already spent your removal spell that is very good, mm. seems very unlikely. So Mythbusters myth, <laughs> myth verdict at the end is somet- sometimes a bomb. Well, no, either it is or it isn't. Oh. In this case, but this one is a bomb if you have nine men. Oh, we should have talked about definitions before we started this game. Right, then, no, it's then, not like, the game that we're playing. Then, yeah. like, slime four would be a bomb if I have 12 mana. Yeah, sure. Is it a must play? Is that, is that, if I'm in know, red, yes. Yeah, if you're in I, red. I would play every copy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. That we should, is it a must play with Anthony Lee? No, is it, is it a bomb? Okay, let's, okay. let's, go, for, let's go for some zingers. Okay, yeah. here we go. Siege Gang Commander. Is yes, it a bomb? That, that is a bomb. Three red red, two two. When it enters the battlefield, create three one one red goblin creature tokens. And it has one and a red, sacrifice a goblin. It deals two damage to any target, which is their new way of saying creature or player or planeswalker. Does it have bombs in the art as well? That might be helpful. A siege engines. The bombs are made of goblins. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Siege Gang Commander sounds like bombs. related to bombs. Yeah. yeah. Siege Gang Commander comes with four bombs attached, three of which are its friends and one of which is itself. Yeah. Um, why, is, why is this one a bomb? Because I, I do expect this card to be impactful in any reasonable board state. In, in limited, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's more. That's more. That's just a test for a bomb. Like if I, it's very good if you're ahead. It's very good if you're behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you play this card, it will probably decide the game there. So wow, that's what I would say as a bomb. So it can yeah. it can sack itself. Yeah, and all uh, its friends, first, yeah. all of it, all of its friends, and Pretty it's any friends, t- and it's any target. So mm-hmm. you can even take the opponent down if you're close enough. Yeah, I mean that yeah. seems that seems not super unlikely. Like you know, if you have enough time, you can chump and then deal two to them four times, which is eight damage. That's mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> But and you can do stuff like they attack you with four creatures and you'd like block two of them and then you pay four mana and kill the other two, like the right, flying yeah. three-two or something. The fact that it's divisible means that that card yeah. is, mm. without much effort is... That's uh, why I thought we'd be excited about the old the, the other card just because it was divisible damage. Sure, but it, that's nine mana as well. But it costs nine, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is like lots of payments. Okay. Haphazard Bombardment. <laughs> is it a bomb? This is... The weirdest card of the set, probably. Five and a red. When it enters the battlefield, choose four non-enchantment permanents you don't control and put an aim counter on each of them. At the beginning of your end step, if two or more permanents you don't control have an aim counter on them, destroy one of those permanents at random. Well, you clearly picked this card because it says bomb in the name. (laughs) (laughs) Haphazard bombardment. Is it a bomb? No. Does it involve, like, three bombs falling on your opponent's things, though? Uh... I guess so. I mean, oh, yeah, I the game... The art has rocks. <laughs> the, the game would be, are there bombs involved? Um, also, the thing about this card, you can make it a lot less random if you choose all targets that are as similar to each other as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the way you play this card is as a triple rain of salt. Like, you just kill... You just pick all lands. I was going to say, so you just know you just think about lands, right? Then, then you just know it always kills a land instead of having to, like, guess. So, <laughs> so I would just assume this card just kills lands. For six mana, destroy three lands over yes. the next three turns. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's okay. yeah. I don't know. Well, I, th- I think I'm probably. Four. Just, well, because it, it, it has to be two things Because the last trigger says if two or more permanents you don't control have an aim counter right, on so you have to think one. about the flavor. It's haphazard bombardment, so like it misses something, right? Yeah. There you oh, go. Okay. So you pick four things, and then if there are two things with aim counters on them, destroy one at random. So you destroy one, you destroy one, you destroy one, and then 
the trigger only triggers if there's two or more. Oh, okay. So yeah. the last one is like the art is three rocks landed around one guy being like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good in some obscenely slow matchup. I wouldn't main deck it, but mm. maybe. Destroying three lands this seems very, very cruel. Very cruel. <laughs> okay, uh, is it a bomb? Zahid, Jin of the Lamp. Four blue, blue. Five, six with flying. Such But you art. can pay three and a blue and tap an untapped artifact you control rather than pay the spell's mana cost. I'm going to say yes. I think five, six flying in blue is large enough that it counts as a bomb. Mm. I think it beats just about everything in this format. Like, mm-hmm. I think the best creatures that you'd expect to play against are like the biggest are like 5-5. Five, five. Mm-hmm. And 5-6 five, is enough that a bunch of the removal misses it as well, especially all of the red removal. Yep. So, yeah, I guess I'd call this one a bomb. This one's a bomb. Yeah. Here we go. Zahijin of the Lamp, bomb uh, aficionado. Bomb worthy. Bomb worthy. Mm. Okay, here's an interesting one. I found it hard to evaluate this one. Is it a bomb ever a Halcyon Witness? Four white white for a 4-4 four, four lifelink, a legendary creature, avatar, and it has four activated ability. For generic mana, exchange your life total with this creature's power. I th- I don't know about a bomb, but I mean, I think I actually have to play with this card to figure it out. But I think mm. it's probably quite powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's got um, life link as well. So if you swap, if you you're going to get that life straight back again, aren't you? I love the play of this card. So it's like, okay, six mana, play this. Sure, I untap with it. I'm going to attack with it now. I'm on say fourteen. The worst case scenario, oh no, worst case scenario is they just go, nah, or you just gain the life back. So, like, if you're in 14, it becomes a 14, then you gain the 14 back. Yeah, so so just blink it out or they remove it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, if your opponent can interact with it, that's obviously like actually disastrous and will probably get you killed. So, it's quite a high risk card. Yeah, four lifelink is very large. A lot of the creatures in the set are generally they like three three is large, so four four is very large, I would say. Um, Mm. I think the card is definitely at least good i don't know about a bomb yet i think that one i would actually have to play with mm-hmm. i think right? it's more likely to be yes than no but yeah I would, best best scenario yeah. you get you get have a reasonable life total that becomes it's what power and toughness but you, you swing do in. you do also swap your life total with it so if you exchange your life total it becomes an 18 four and they go now i'll kill it you're on four that's the problem <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that, that's, that's the bad bit but yeah. if you get that hit in and even so better very it high survives. Risk, yeah. you go to 22 yeah. So basically, I'm trying to figure out like how good it is as like a six mana four four life link, which is you know good in this format. Um, yeah. That you can only activate its ability if you know you're not going to get punked, which is yeah <laughs> harder. They got no cards in hand. Like, yeah. I mean, they have no like cards playing hand, against anyway. this is really interesting because it's like you kind of want to feign like you have something because if you just tap out, they'll just like exchange. The, the, right. the life totals with it so you gotta have to like pretend like you have something to kill it with yeah. oh so if it's already on deck and you're staring yeah down, and, and, you're going, and you oh. go should I play the six drop then they'll know I have nothing to kill it yes. with and then they can just go yeah I'll exchange my life total or gain 18 or whatever land, yeah. 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 it also depends how fast the format is too fast then I could see this card being a play. If your life total is not high, then you're not getting a ton of value out of it. But I think that's less likely to be true because the format, if the format is that fast, a six mana four four life link will be good anyway. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I mean it's probably good. Yeah. That is funny because it does stop people. From, it would stop people from playing cards. Yeah. Because, so you just <laughs> yeah. go oh, I like I can't afford Def- for them to just evasion. Def- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's defensive evasion of this yeah. card. Give me some time. I'll work on that. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe we'll call it a bomb because I think there's. A significant enough percentage of the time. Just going, just going through in my head the cards that interact at instant speed. Just not very many. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, we'll say it's a bomb. Yeah. Okay, bomb. Made up my oh, mind. I want to ask about uh, the uh, the blue saga. Oh yeah, which one? Look at that, that one. The um, time of ice. 
Oh, it's clearly not a bomb, but did you just want to ask about it in general? Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Out of all the saga cards, that was the one that jumped out at me, and I thought, right. ooh, that's exciting. Mm. I, I find that interesting to play. Do you, would you, what are your thoughts on it? It's oddly conditional, I think. Um, if yeah. you have more cards that tap things, that would be good, um, since then you can maximize it a lot better. Because uh, your opponent can just stop attacking with stuff, and then they only get their two lockdown right, the, creatures returned. Yeah, you bounce through things. I think it's reasonably strong if there are other tempo cards in blue. Mm. So I would need I would need to see like aggressive blue cards, which I don't think there are a ton of. But um, yeah, I mean the cards probably play. It seems to buy you an enormous amount. You just like shut down, shut down. I don't I don't think I don't think it goes hand, in right? a deck where you want to buy time because it puts you down the card. It's on, I think it's good if you're attacking. I don't want to play defensively with this card. Mm. So so it's better if you go aggressive two drop, aggressive three drop, tap down your guy. Right. They play another thing. This triggers in your main phase. You tap down that guy. Mm. And you've hit him with your two and three drop now four times. Yeah. And then right. you and then they can't play another thing because you just right, that you just down. Yeah. So, so it's actually a weirdly better aggressive card because it just helps yeah. solidify your position. So is that how it's different? Like, you know, it it seems like well, I suppose all of these saga cards do. It seems like it's three cards in one, you know, like in in terms of you would spend um like it's this costs four mana. You would spend two mana just to tap a, a creature down just for that turn, mm-hmm. right? But this one taps it down and it stays tapped whilst you've still got, um, yeah. while it's still got time of office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, more, it's really good. good. The yeah. cards that just tap something though are generally not worth playing. Uh, in, in the past, they've been okay if you can cycle them because you, the situation yeah. was you just want to tap something yeah, or if they just draw a card as a rider as well. And those are always like pretty right. good, but again, better in aggressive kind of decks. yeah i think the thing is that the fact that it puts you down a card means it doesn't make sense if you're trying to make the game go long because that's when it's likely mm. that being down a card is they just get the card back yeah uh-huh. okay right so yeah i think it's probably very good if you're aggressive i'll pass back to my colleague who's doing a better job of is it a bomb <laughs> <Anthony>? <laughs> okay is it a bomb just because it wasn't a bomb it was still interesting to that's play. a yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah this is yeah. a super interesting card yeah. Yeah. um okay is it a bomb fall of the thran Five and a no, white saga. <laughs> First chapter is destroy all lands, and the second and third chapters oh. are like positive, which are each <laughs> yeah. player returns two land cards from their graveyard to the battlefield. I don't think I would ever play this card in limited. Is this a trap? Uh, if you put it in your d- yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I hate these. I hate these cards that just go. Oh, everybody does something now. Yeah. You, know, you just get the same benefit. Well, as those your cards opponent. are interesting because you need to work to make them uh, unfair, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not that hard for to imagine a spot where... I don't want to work that hard, Anthony. I think that's the <laughs> <Yeah>. problem. <laughs> well, I mean, if all your... If, all your thi- if you just make sure your deck is a very low curve, for example, then you're fine if yeah. your most lands are destroyed. So you get but, a couple of lands back and that's in your favor because you can yeah. do stuff with that where they're waiting, they're playing a green But I think deck. the fact that this card needs you to be ahead for it to be good, as well as being a six mm. drop, makes it, like, unreasonable to play in limited. One of the best scenarios I can think of is you go flyer, 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 and they go ground creature, ground creature, and then you destroy all lands. But it's yeah. like... I don't really get, like, what... Six mana spell doesn't put you very far ahead if, if you're in that spot. Because, like, yep. yeah. So I think specifically you need to be ahead for these cards. Why mm. are you playing a six mana card if the best benefit you can get is from playing low cost creatures? Because you kind of want to hasty your way. Yeah, like this is the two drop, three drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, uh, there are one or two more interesting ones here. Uh, one of them is. Uh, Shout out to Beautiful Art on oh, um, Khan's Temporal Sundering. Let's yeah. take a stab at that one. Khan's oh, Temporal Sundering. Is it a bomb? Is it a bomb? Four blue, no. blue. <laughs> Legendary sorcery. Target player takes an extra turn after this one. Return a target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Exile this card. No? No. I think, no I think it's the same art, thing as Fall of the Thran. Like, it's a lot... There's a much higher floor in that it's not just like 
a brick if mm-hmm. if you're if you are behind. It just cycles then, but that's not also not yeah. Very it's like a time walk bounce. But this spell is this is the, 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 I mean that's me thinking about it. Assuming you can even cast it all of the time. Like, I think if this card was just a sorcery and not a legendary sorcery, I would not consider it a bomb. Mm. The fact that it's also conditional makes me very down on the card. Yeah. I think, would you would you play this in sealed? It don't, obviously it depends I mean, on whether it, it, you it have depends lots. how many legendary creatures I have. Sure. But I think it's not very exciting. I would not look to play this card. Mm. Right. Uh, okay, let's let's hit one more. Yeah. Demon Lord Belzenlock. Sure. Four black black six six flying trample legendary creature elder demon flample flample. When it enters, when Flample Man enters the battlefield, exile yeah. cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card. Then put that card in your hand. If that card's converted mana cost is four or greater, repeat this process. It deals one damage to you for each card put in your hand this way. Is it a bomb? Yes, I think maybe one of the best two. I don't know whether that one or the angel is better. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. So it's going to draw you at least one card when it comes into play. Not just at least one card, at least one spell. At least one spell. That's a very big difference. Yeah, it's huge, actually, yeah. yeah. And possibly two, possibly three, depends on what your deck looks so, like. I think if it draws one, then it's very good. If it draws two, then I feel like the card so is like... it only hurts there. you mm-hmm. if you get the card. But you, you, you are going to get a card. You're, You're going to get, get one, get card. Yeah. but yeah. if it costs four or less, you keep going. Well, four or more. Four or more, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so it's not going to go for too long, then, is it, really? I mean, I don't care if it goes too long. Like, if it drew me four cards and I drew... Like, if I draw four cards and take four damage, that's a very good deal. Yeah. Um, so... Because it's six drop. He's probably what top of your curve anyway, so... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, and very if you draw fancy. four spells off this, it's that's like... very <laughs> I, mean, I don't... I think that's, like, incredibly unlikely because just of how limited curves work. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I played a two at Johnny against one uh, Chris Jones and Anthony... And Andrew... Uh, Aaron Graham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that very bad. There was a card that was similar to this because sort of effect. Because Hazard's and... Undying Fury. Uh, that's a good card. People we, thought it was bad, but it's actually good. We, we, yeah. It was actually all right. And yeah. this one, we hit 15 mana worth of spells <laughs> off it. Yeah, and was, and we were like, whoa! Yeah. I was like, we had to play more games against these <laughs> yeah. guys. It's going to be awful. Um, um, and then in the rest of the games, we cast like... We got like four leads and one two drop or something. So was... and, and still beat us because Kaiser Maniac. Could play with <laughs> yeah, team, it's wow. pretty pretty maniacal. All right, um, that was that was our last one. That was is it a bomb? I think uh, a lot of the a lot of them speak for themselves. I think we covered. Oh, quite wait, a doesn't Hazard's Undying Fury make both of you skip your untapped steps in two out of giant? That seems awful, then, right? No, it's just you. Well, it's... if you get if you both get an extra turn, if one of you plays, you get an extra turn, and you both get combat. I think, they, they, I think they're all worded pretty diff- pretty interestingly. We'll, we'll find okay, out in yeah. the break. Yeah. Maybe, the break's maybe, now. Maybe, the break maybe, is now. No, maybe, it's maybe it sucks a lot. Um, we're going to talk... Uh, we'll get back to Hazaret's Undying Fury in a second. But uh, sealed decks, what would be cool to build? You know, what you know, what were you hoping to see? and Or what should people be looking at and thinking, right, good, I, I should be doing this kind of deck. What kind of decks are there that... It's going to be popping out at the moment. I think from all of our discussion, we've found that building around a silly kind of um, theme... Single card. Or, yeah, yeah or, or around a single card is going to punish you a lot more than just building a solid limited deck. Yeah, I would like my deck to be boring. Yeah, you want uh, good creatures up and down the curve. You want two drops, three drops, and then a couple big fours, five sixes. Hmm. Not heaps and heaps. You don't need to skew your deck towards a bunch of wizards because you open a bunch of blue and red wizards in your pool. It's more like if you get these bonuses, it's like, it's nice, it's incidental, but don't be building your deck 
to you can you can just play solid cards, can't you? If you yeah. look at the card and go, this guy is on is all right on its own, and it's in the colours I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good. More card than that, I want on. my deck to be cohesive. I think that's the most important thing. How do you get cohesive in this? Now, in all my cards have to be aggressive. Or all my cards have to be right. Yeah, let's uh, say defensive. I was going to say controlling. Same thing. Mm. But all of my cards have to work towards the same plan. Um, it, it's not just enough that they're all in the same colours or fine cards. They can't all just be fine cards. Like, nowadays, all the sets have fine cards. Mm. I want all of them to do the same thing. And so it's I'll not as play. simple as what I was describing. Right. I would, I would even play like some... worse cards if yeah. they fit my plan better. Like if my, my deck is full of two drops, then I might play like a crappy one mana one one or something. Mm. But uh, and if my deck is like slow, then I might play a bad like seven mana creature or something. But I want I want my I want my pool to have like a deck that makes sense. I guess like they should they, all the cards have to be consistent with each other. Yeah, it's getting that yeah. idea about what makes sense though as well, isn't it? For like uh, newer players as right. well, because sometimes you just want to throw in all the crazy cards. Right. I mean, a lot of I mean, cool. it's not even just new players. Like I see a lot of people play a lot of Magic, just play like all the cards that are fine, but mm. they don't work together very well. I, I was talking right. about that, you know, during the week. I I kind of end up doing that as well. I usually play vanilla cards that right. um you know i like the look of, i think that's a that's a solid magic card but i usually miss out on the synergy of the the mechanics that are in the set where it yeah. feels like i don't have to rely on that i'm less interested in mechanics than just making sure my deck is a functional plan which yeah. sometimes mechanics come into but yeah um like for example with the kicker and cycling thing but in that case then i know i'm trying to build a deck to be slower and grind out my opponent which is very different to for example uh, an aggressive deck using kicker to make sure that it doesn't run a gas late game yeah but uh yeah the, the most important thing is your deck does one thing i think i mean mm-hmm. you could do more than one thing you gotta know what your win condition is having you yeah. hasn't got to happen by accident yeah i don't like for yeah. example i don't really want to have a zero four wall and a two two hacker in the yeah, haste. <laughs> okay. that, that would not make sense for example, <laughs> yeah. sure um uh slight side note we were talking a little bit about two-headed giant before mm. but this philosophy translates to two-headed giant as well. So you yeah, have two players, yeah. 12 boosters, four promos to build your decks with. A lot of people say, you, you hear them say, I've, I've said it in the past, you want one deck to be like the controlling deck and one deck to be like the aggro deck. You don't agree I, with yeah, this. Yeah, I think that's the worst thing people do in two-headed giant. And it like sucks with two reasons. The first thing is that I think it actually makes it less likely to win just because you're relying on each deck to operate to be able to play at all stages of the game. But the worst thing, I think it's actually just boring because it feels like you're taking turns to play instead of actually playing two-headed giant. So I think <laughs> you should both have aggressive decks or both have controlling decks so that your decks have synergy with each other instead of mm. just trying to play like a very weird mid-range game. So don't <laughs> that that like a make combined sense, it? mangled mid-range yeah. game, yeah. So two aggressive or two controlling decks. That's what but I but kind of what happens usually, like, yeah, you open your 12 packs there and you've got two strong decks and it's... If you yeah, have but got, they're strong they're decks not- individually. Yeah, yeah, and they're usually trying to do two different things. And I yeah. think that's why you mm. kind of go in for like, yeah, I'll do a control and an aggro at the same time. Yeah. 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 You have two decks working together. Yeah. Yes. I think, yeah, a lot of people try and attack it as like two, yeah, like you said, like individu- individual individually decks, yeah. strong decks, whereas you're just trying to like spearhead one yeah. 80 card both of them monster. to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that happened to be playing at the same and time. And has two heads. And has two heads. Yeah. Um, there's a two-headed giant card in this set. There, so there is yeah. a first is two-headed it? giant yeah. ever, yeah. Uh, what does it do again? Uh, when it attacks, it's two red-red for a 4-4. Four, four. And when it attacks, you flip two coins. And if they're both heads, it gets <laughs> double strike. And if they're both tails, it gets menace. It might be the other way around. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, 25% of the time it gets an... Uh, is it uncommon? Red. No, it's a red. If it's uncommon, it'd be pretty... Yeah, I was like, whoa. Uh, It's a rare. Oh, cool. What a cool little card. Two-headed giant. 
Um, Hazard is Undoing Fury, for those of you playing at home. <laughs> Which is not in Dominaria, so just ignore this. <laughs> four red, red, shuffle your library, then exit the top four cards. You can cast any number of non-land cards with converted mana cost five or less from among them without paying their mana cost. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. So yeah. it's just one person. It's a ter- terrible mm. card from a memory that we just had about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from a very memory we'd rather forget. Hey, what, one of the things I was excited about when I was re- reading through the blue cards, I was excited that blue white flyers might be back. Uh, blue white flyers, I'm and pretty sure it is back. Not back. Yeah. What's that? The last set you couldn't play blue white flyers. Oh, Every, yeah, everything but since yeah. Theros no, hasn't no. been as fun. Okay. I've been looking for it since Theros. And- um. It was it was really bad in straight excellent because blue white wasn't a um, uh, a color combination it, as well. In, sure in rivals, it was no no. I remember in excellent. What was in excellent? Oh, like Merfolk, the two one fly. Yeah, no, they no, they weren't good. We played blue white. Um, yeah, was pretty high. Yeah, no, I definitely remember we were playing blue white flies at some point in, in this set. Mm, yeah. So okay. dominaria guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so blue white flies is back. I could make. I could build a, a, a seal pool. I could probably churn out a blue white flies. Do I? It seems like it's very bomby. I need the the big angel for the. Well, white like, like but that. blue has a common three. White, I thought white let it down. Blue seemed very strong. White seemed like I'm mm, not really into blue. Yeah, blue flies. has some defensive stuff. At common, it has um, the thing that turns their opposing creatures into zero four walls and it loses all abilities, which is fantastic. And flies. That's the only removal spell. That's the only removal spell in blue. Um, blue has a lot of tempo cards uh which uh, uh, like bounce creatures back to their owner's hands and you draw a card or they're like a three two that bounces an opponent's creature back to its owner's hand time of ice is removed time of, yeah. time of ice is, is good in your kind of blue white um aggressive kind of decks uh you also have um the common five mana three four flying and when it enters the battlefield you scry two that's Ooh. that yeah. are pretty that great very powerful curve yeah. topper yeah. In, in a blue white flyers deck um in terms of white's kind of commons, though, they're all ground creatures. There's yeah. not actually heaps so and heaps. Synergy, yeah. Um, so uh, the blue flyers may actually pair better with something like black, which has a couple of flyers at five and uh, I think possibly four I mana really as well. Five drops are like... Where, it's not where your, yeah. your deck should... Yeah. Power should be. Um, there are some really annoying uh, enchantments which give... Creatures plus one plus one flying lifelink and they become legendary. There's a flying cat one. There's <laughs> a flying cat one as <laughs> well. Those cards don't go in the flyers deck though, because they specifically yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the, for those to be useful, you need ground creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> convert your flying creature into a yeah. flying creature. Double flying, yeah. double flying, double yeah. hawk. <laughs> Um, really yeah, so white is actually pretty low on flying creatures at common yeah. and uncommon. That's uh, why I thought the dream was over. Yeah, you get Sarah Angel, you get the, the big rare. Have to be if there's enough. I mean, I also wouldn't really count the rare or the angel as part of a flies deck because I just put those in every single white deck anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really tell me to be a flies deck. They yeah. just, I don't know, flies in a deck. So, like, a quintessential part of blue white flies deck is stuff to gum up the ground while you hit them with your flies over and over. And mm-hmm. blue and white don't have heaps of that really either. Yeah. So you're just but looking. I mean, there's at... a bunch of, like, reasonable defensive creatures, I think. Mm. So. But, yeah, maybe not many flyers. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the deck is there, but it's mostly going to be blue flyers and white other. Oh, so how do you ever beat a mammoth spider? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that seems actually quite very hard. Cause they, they, Turn well, it into a wall. Is, it's like Gideon's reproach. You can't beat the... Yeah, like... Mm. That's actually a problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, goodness. Um, mammoth spider's the five mana, three, five reach. Yeah. Can't beat that. No, no, no. Nah, probably not. <laughs> what about... Um, 
Yeah, shout out to James Stone. What about James Stone mono red aggro decks? Is there a, is there a lookout for building something like that? Again, it doesn't really look like it because like red's um, commons are either random wizards with with abilities that will trigger later or random what things. If you just that, ignore all the abilities. If you ignore all the abilities, the power and toughness is like okay. There's like a there's like a two mana. Um, two two with some ability that does stuff for your sagas. I'll cut on wall quality. So, so there's that. There's a bloodstone goblin. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bloodstone think- goblin's cool, but again, it requires you to be playing yeah. five six drop like um, things for it to get its evasive ability. So we're not talking about like. Well, it depends. I think if there's enough ways to get over all the X threes in the format, maybe you should just play just bears or whatever. And mm, yeah, maybe not unacceptable, but um, man, probably not. I think I think there are enough X threes that. It's probably very You're just going to get shut down by someone playing a 2 3, whatever. Right, you have to have a million or like Fervent Strike, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. I noticed that there was um, a few mill cards, but not very many graveyard helpy sort of cards. Yeah. So that doesn't seem to be a thing that you can do either, really, with any confidence. Yeah, for, for all of these decks to really like come together cohesively, they have to be powerful at common. And so that's why yeah. something like. Uh, the exert aggro red white decks in Armanket were so strong because you could just get three gust walkers yeah. and just stump your opponents before they could even respond. And then some other random uh, was it whip crasher, um, the the two one, and it gets plus one plus one and trample if it exerts. You mean the one that gets plus one plus two? Plus Nef-crop. one plus two, Nef-crop, yeah. Nefcrop entangler. Oh, yeah. um, so you you have that kind of curve. You could have three of each of those cards in your deck. A lot of these other ones that we're talking about, like if you just like mono red. You're, there's nothing that you're yeah, I was really just going for, getting. I was just going for those archetypes that you know we might have played before. You know, like the mill decks, the graveyard decks, those are the more for red. Sealed. Unless you just get very. I mean, it's always possible in sealed. You just open that pool, but mm. yeah. in general, it's very unlikely to have these build around synergies in sealed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, okay. if if you're playing Homer at Explorer, which is one of the mill cards, <laughs> mill cards because it's like there's not very many other ways to support it in the set. You're just playing it if you want a four mana three three. Um, you, you don't really want the mill four ability of it. It doesn't really matter to Lanoir Elves deck. He's I think Lanoir Elves is just going to go on every green deck as well. Elves isn't a isn't no, a I tribe think, either. I think, I really. think no, no. maybe Lanoir Elves is good when there's like a significant jump in the curve. Uh, so like for example, if like four drops don't trade down for three drops, then it's good. Oh, sure. Uh, I think I would have to compare all the cards. I would not assume the card is good just because it is good in constructed. Mm-hmm. The first thing is in constructed, I can actually build around it. Yep. Right. And you have four on your deck as opposed right. to one. Yeah. Yeah. If you have only one land rolls and like, you know that it's a problem to like flood in sealed like in general. Mm. And it's less. not so replacing a land right. for sure. Yeah. Because now there are more mana sources like. Uh, sort of mana sinks, like maybe it's more acceptable to play card like whatever else. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely not assume that it's good, which I think is something that a lot of people would do. Just assume that because Lanoros is very good and constructed, that it's also mm-hmm. limited. Because I'll remember every time it ramps them, but not when they draw it late and they go, oh, Lanoros. Like an unplayable one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. So, so oh, I was getting excited there because I thought we'd finally found a one mana one one that was legit. Was I mean, it, was, no, I think it's right fine. up there. It's yeah, right, it's right, it's right it's up fine, there. Yeah. Are you telling me it's better than Fairy Miscreant? Is okay, so. <laughs> I, mean, most I say are, yes. Most, better, most things are better <laughs> than Fairy Miscreant. I don't, don't listen to him, listener. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it out. Writing the Fairy Miscreant <laughs> trade all the way to the bank. I don't know if bank. we can really count Lanaros as a 1 mana 1-1 one, because one, it's not like the reason you play it is because it's a 1-1, one, one, right? It's actually just a land that they can kill. But it costs 1 mana. And, and it's a one one, one power, one toughness. I mean, sure, we can also, <laughs> we can also say Andrew. Shanna is like a green white zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the entry requirements to my uh, crusade here, Anthony. 
All right. Um, anything Crusade else? not in the set, sorry. What's that? The card Crusade not in the set. Yeah, don't get excited about looking for that one. All right, anything else of excitement to mention before we move off into listener questions and uh, bust the boost? We're going to bust the Dominaria booster and give it away. Uh, yeah, I think uh, don't... Any big tips for, you know, someone's got, someone listening to this on the way to the pre-release right now, what... Any, any just gen, general tips? You might I, uh, ask for help. Um, ask the people around you, what do you think of this? And uh, a lot of people nowadays are clued in enough that they know to cut unplayable artifacts like like the, the yeah. compass. Well, you'd hope, you'd hope so. Um, or, or cut like really bad creatures and you don't have historic stuff. So uh, like even someone looking at your deck and just for a minute going, don't play these four cards... Maybe play these four cards that you'll have a much, it's a much better time. It's a very communal weekend, isn't it? It's yeah, like very communal. Up everyone. Yep. If it's not, you're at the wrong store, leave and go somewhere nice. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. uh, Anthony, anything to round that out? That's pretty reasonable. Just ask for help. That's probably easier than trying to deliver like a life yeah. lesson here, right? And, and yeah. use the judges. Ask for the judge help if you're in the middle of a game, something a bit squiggly goes yeah. on. Yeah. If you're not sure what's going on. I yeah. think that's a huge thing as well because I was just imagining um, t- today because like, we've got a PA at the store so that everyone can hear the judges. It's pretty intimidating to stick your hand up and yell judge across the room when there's 80 people there and yeah. you feel like you're dubbing on your opponent or snitching, whatever you call it, yeah, yeah. not in Australia. Um it's totally not out of place. It's, it's not. I, I really just wish I could instill in, in people mm. the, the feeling to, to just they're there to call a judge. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're there to make sure that you're both operating on the same level. And I can imagine people doing a shifty and being like, oh, I definitely did this. I definitely did this. And you just go, I guess I have to believe you because we're on the same level, right? If you just call a judge and just make sure. Yeah. And maybe, I think you can say that to your opponent and say, look, i just got to make sure of this. I'm yeah, gonna, a lot of the time it's, uh, that they know how to fix a game set that you might otherwise like not quite get right. Like They'll know how to make it yeah. sort of fair. Like, if, mm. if one of you just accidentally did something wrong, uh, they'll be able to set it back to a state that's fair for both of you. So yeah. And that can, that can happen. Exactly. And if you're playing against someone who of, of lower experience than you and they make a mistake, you know, don't be an ass about it. It's, yeah. it's, it can happen. Yeah. 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 You, you, you made them mistakes too once. All right, listen to questions right after this. Listen to questions, they're here. It's time to answer the listener questions. Yeah, nice. Okay, uh, tipping the, uh, topping the charts on the listener questions. Uh, Donald Sutherland has written in, uh, consider, considering the number of sagas and artifacts around, is it worth mainboarding artifact enchantment hate? Well, first thing, there's actually not very much artifact and enchantment hate. I think there's only two commons that actually just kill them, right? Just invoke the divine and broken bond. I think they're probably not in sealed. I think I would do it in draft. Maybe no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think because specifically because I think there are there are large, there are important enough artifact creatures that I would expect to have a target for them. Um, I wouldn't play more than one. I would say. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like people are going to lean towards including those cards in their deck just because they think the historic thing is going to be packing a punch? So you're going to be looking at those cards? I'd be, no, I'd be aware they're... of people having an answer to them. Like, don't play as if your artifacts and enchantments are untouchable. Well, the hmm. thing is, I think most of the cards that are good at enabling historic are the cheap ones where you don't play removal spells just to kill the cheap cards because they're not that impactful. Um, I'm more thinking about, like, Partic Wanderer or uh, maybe... One of some of the more powerful sagas, if you want to stop them getting to their third chapter ability. Um, yeah. 
That's yeah, just yeah. with those two commons. I think if it only kills an artifact, that probably wouldn't play it because most of the artifacts don't seem very common. Yeah, you want to be able to hit both, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I responded to that already, uh, and I said that now that you've asked this question, will all sagas and artifacts be banned before the weekend? Because no. Donald's got a history of uh, asking a question that becomes irrelevant before the show. <laughs> what? Which one got banned? Uh, last, last time he asked a question. No, no, it was he was asking something about cards that were to be spoiled or something like that, oh, and then right. the, the whole set was spoiled. Oh, it was right. about Dominaria, I think, maybe just. <laughs> Yeah. All that. Um, Matt Veal, considering the large number of legendary cards in the set at Uncommon, are two or three copies of a legendary card worth playing in a sealed or draft environment? There we go, we've touched we kind on of that. This, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on the legendary creature, like I said. Um, I think you'd, if, if it's powerful, you'd pretty much always play two. Because right. you because it's powerful, so you want it in play as much as possible. Right, you, you care about actually just drawing that first copy. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't play more than... Don't think for any of the ones in the set, I'd play more than two copies of any of them. But but you'd have to be was, pretty lucky yeah. to open all th- three of them. Yeah. Well, I'd play well, all I three. Mean, Lyra, draft Dawn, well, Dawnbringers, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Draft mm. never sealed. You might have a pop at it. Uh, in, in, no, in draft, it's actually more likely. Yeah, I think it's, it's, more likely. it's a reverse, yeah. yeah because, oh, really? because colors are more likely to be open, yeah. so they'll pass you right, an uncommon yeah, yeah, yeah. green-blue card gotcha. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Perth Lang, uh, since Dominaria has such a vast history and culture spanning years and years, how likely do you think there will be future releases that are set within Dominaria to further explore the smaller tribes of the plane? That's clearly not a question for me. Aaron can answer that. Um, <laughs> That's so much flavor. I'm almost a 100% they will be back here. Oh, it's their it's home, their home, home base. Home, yeah. home base. And it's the first time they've been back there in ages and they have covered so much in the set, but there is still so much to cover as well. Right. There's like one card that references Cold Snap and that was a whole like block with that and Ice Age. Um, there's all the Brothers War stuff that's only on like three cards. There's so much insane stuff and it's about this rebuilding dominaria from all these crazy things that have happened to it. I bet Phyrexia is probably going to come back here and there's going to be a big war and Nicobolus is there. What, what, whatever. They're always fighting. The <laughs> They're always fighting, Nicole. cross. Nicole and everything. Yeah, Nicole. Um, yeah. The main other reason is that uh, I read a design article where they said that dominaria, before they changed it to single large blocks, was actually a large block and a small block. It was going to be dominaria and then a second set. They've actually absorbed the second set into what the core set's going to be and future sets. Mm-hmm. So that's already a bunch of designs that are from Dominaria that they're going to use in the future. So I would say definitely. Hmm. Okay, uh, rounding out, we've only got a few questions this week. Um, I think it was because of the confusing graphic, but beside the point. <laughs> um, uh, Henry Jones has asked a very important question. I, well, I'm, I'm, I on, board, I'm right. on board with this. Now you know it's not important. Yeah. After it, yeah. Aside from the draft, no, no, I would ask. Uh, nice. <laughs> aside, the, aside from the draft aspect, what are your feelings on the lack of slivers? Mm. I don't yeah. like slivers. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> this reminds me of the time that I came in. And I figured. I, I think it was. I think it was M14 when the mm-hmm. slivers came out, and I decided that just forcing red green slivers would win you any. <laughs> any draft, and that's what I was going to do. And I think I got hammered within about 45 minutes from oh, that dear. point in time. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get lots of the green one that give all your slivers plus one plus yeah. two. I had to go through the experience of not forcing a draft <laughs> to learn. <laughs> it's probably not a bad thing. Um, yeah, yeah they'll, I'm sure they will bring back slivers again. People realize well, slivers. Was original uh, Dominaria sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. so um, th- they first came about like when they're Gerard and the Weatherlight and stuff who are back in this set. 
they found slivers on some random plane and they whatever. I don't care about slivers. <laughs> right. um, they they will they will bring them back um, in the future. I don't know. They can have a type. They can not have a type. It doesn't really matter. Like mm-hmm. whatever. They're just like it's it's a bit like it's actually not a very interesting draft thing because it's just like if you get right, like, you either have a lot of slippers or you don't. Exa- exactly. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So it's more like the lame tribal. <laughs> the sorry, not the lame. Just the tribal stuff that we've been getting beaten over the head with for the last two sets. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do that again. I'm a little bit sick of it. Actually, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've been playing a game. Like I said, that's the end of listener questions. Mm-hmm. We'll bust the booster after this. You. The question we like the best will win that booster. Mm. But off air on the video stream, we have been playing a game called uh, Stump Anthony Lee by just giving him the text box from a card. No one's been able to do it yet. Tom Murphy's been giving it a red hot go, though. And he's got one last entry. Yep. And he says, I'm going to admit defeat after this one. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> so reaction time is everything. Because this is one of those Planeswalker deck ones. Or something. Oh, I hope Ooh, it is. Ooh, that yeah. would have been a yeah, good point. Good. Actually just I think Tom's playing fair, though, so okay. uh, he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Enchanted Creature has base power and toughness 0-4. Deep freeze. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that would last very long. Just... Has the fender, loses all other abilities, and is a blue wall in addition to its other colors and types. Thanks, Tom. Gave it a really good go. Well done, Tom. Yeah. All right, we'll have to sign off on that game as well. And we'll be back with uh, a Buster Booster Dominaria. Uh, and someone's going to win a, a, a booster. Buster Booster! Dominaria style. We have a whole box. That's Buster so, all. Uh, it's this whole box. What's sound? the first pick of this whole box? Uh, Foil Khan. Yeah, do you reckon? Let me just oh, is Khan good and limited? Yeah, he's okay, yeah, right? Yeah. It's so It's so... Probably. Like white and blue and grey. It's colors. a lovely, Sorry. lovely looking yeah, packaging. Lovely combination of colours. Yeah. Smells like a box. Hearts. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Different cardstock too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, really? They've, they've, so they've just um, they've announced for the one of the first times ever that uh, they about their <laughs> yeah about, <laughs> about their behind the scenes Our thing. Station what? <laughs> yeah, and and they've said um, they've improved the cardstock using Japanese printing techniques, and yeah. the cards are much improved now. Yeah. And starting with Dominaria, we'll be able to tell. The so difference. we're going to open these. They're going to be Final Fantasy class uh, quality, like thick plastic really cards. Thick. Yeah. Like yeah. Each yeah. booster annoying to shuffle. Is that too thick? I think. Mm. Yeah. Are they? Each yeah. booster. If they're in sleeves, really... you can still just thing, yeah. but they're I mean, still thick, the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're very nice. Honestly, they annoy me. Uh, who do you want? Magic bird guy, uh, swordy uh, shield night girl, or old red? Is there a Khan pack? Dig deep for a Khan yeah, pack. All right, yeah. pack. How first, is it not a first Khan, Khan pack? First Khan pack that I see. Ooh, look, he's snarl. angry to fairy. Yeah, angry to fairy. Uh, ooh, not that one. So it's going to be here. There we go. Um, oh, so there's a Khan pack. You. Khan, Khan, Khan pack. Khan pack. Khan pack. Khan pack. Such an Australian. Khan um, the pies. Yeah, Balad the worst card in the set. Who? Jay nah, maybe not. Nah. Can, maybe, no, no, I think it might be. Here we are, busting no. a booster in our sealed special. Uh, we're going a bit drafty here, though, because this will be pack one, pick one kind of talk. There's another triple on. red card in the set. Um, that one's good, though. So I uh, shall risk poor. peeling Jaya off Bella. the token off the back. Is a sapling. Ooh, so new sapling. That's a straight-up indication. Oh, just looks like a bouquet of yeah. flowers. <laughs> And oh, an island, which is actually a picture of an island, which we don't get a lot oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actual, nice. That's, nice island, that's yeah. my favourite art in the set. Ma- and, and Can't wait to get someone foil. Artist Mark Poole. Oh. All works out, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't, wasn't there one? Oh, there was a Chase Stone who did the art for one of the Gorgons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Banalish Honor Guard, one and a white for a 2-2 creature. Human Knight, Banalish Honor Guard gets plus one, plus zero for each legendary creature you control. So at its base, it's just a two-mana 2-2? Two, two. It's a traveling philosopher. to make this a 3-2, which, which mm. is quite good. Um, yeah, and it's for each legendary dimension. creature you control as well. Yeah. See that card being... I mean, I would never first pick it, but I think it's like good filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's something we didn't mention before as well. All these cards have a line between the text box and the flavor so that yes. you don't read on into yeah, the flavor yeah, thinking they have made it some does. fantastic aesthetic changes yeah. in this set and and the also one we didn't mention is they say they or their instead of his or hers yeah um which is just clean cleaner for reading and also is more inclusive for yeah perfectly said yeah um and yeah and there's, there's a lot of cool uh, design um options coming up as well like uh, a few set releases coming up which we're excited about we'll talk about those another day these cards look and feel weird do they I was just, uh, just checking the card stock here. That's, that's not quite the same as the Japanese. But it's yeah. Like, it, it's tough with the way the Japanese are. It, it feels like the same thickness. Yeah. yeah. As long as they don't just curl up. It like, looks zoomed in, maybe. It's because Australian I've been only seeing these spoilers online. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, whoa, this is really big. Yeah. They, they did say it was just the coating or something, though, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Like, yeah. Artificer's Assistant is one blue for a 1-1. One, one. <gasps> it's got flying. <gasps> oh, that's it's a very miscreant. Oh, this is David's favorite card in the set. <laughs> Whenever you cast a historic spell, scry one. Probably not. No, I don't oh, think we the one, that. That's there's, one there's of the... Chance. Maybe it's like a Blightkeeper. Also, I think it's more playable. All right. Wow. Mm. That's... Flying 1-1 flying one, one for one. Whenever you cast a historic spell, oh, scry okay. one. Why though? You might as well have these cards over there so you can you can yeah, rank them. Any any other thoughts on that? No, it's not what you can say. That you def- definitely definitely not first picking it. Um, but I'm yeah. distracted now. He's thinking about my statement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's distracted like a little bird after a shiny thing. Yeah. Quack. All right, let's move on. Keldon Warcaller is one and a red for a two-two creature human warrior. Whenever Keldon Warcaller attacks, put a law counter on target saga you control. Oh, so that advances your sagas? Mm, if, oh. if you want to. It says put a law counter yes. on. Oh, you it have says to. May. Oh, no um, may. that's odd. You may not even want to play this sometimes then. Well, double check. There's no yeah. may. Yeah, I mean, it's probably... Oh, it's whenever it attacks, so you could choose not yeah. to attack oh, with it. Go. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. But then you're playing a card that you don't want to attack with because yeah, it's going to do something bit. shitty for you. Yeah, I guess it's not very often you're going to have a yeah, saga definitely in play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you kind of want to get to the... the yeah. yeah, it's all the levels are good. Knight of New Banalia, one and a white for a 3-1. And that's it. It's a creature human knight. No. That seems very surely soft, not. doesn't it? Y- a y- ton of... It may text. actually be okay, depending on how it r- stacks up against three and four drops when it's attacking, but I, I think at its base, this hasn't been very exciting over the last few sets. I mean, there's enough sacrilegal tokens, I think. I don't yeah, like God, that. yep. Yeah. yeah, you're never attacking with it. You're just t- trying to take out something of theirs with three toughness yeah, and kind of weird. that costs more than two mana. For yeah, it, it might, yeah. It might yeah. be okay, but I don't think a 3-1 is very well positioned. Yeah, mm. a great spooky card here from Darken. Soul Salvage, two and a black for a sorcery. Return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, good. Uh, you're, not, yeah. you're not first picking it, but it could. it's definitely going to have some room to move uh, but like this is completely unplayable if the format's really aggressive yeah uh, these, which, ca- these cards know, do no feel mm-hmm. 
These cards do feel different. They slide yeah. off. The yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're weird, matty, glossy looking. Yeah. yeah, you can hear. You can hear it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, they they feel and, and look a bit weird. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so excited! I if the for the deck cards will have the same. Yeah, you know, they're really glossy. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. completely different, aren't they? Those ones. Anyway, back to the busting of the booster. <laughs> <laughs> Grow from the ashes. Two and a green for a sorcery, and it has a kicker of two. Uh, search your library for a basic land card. Put it into the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. If this spell was kicked, instead search for library for two basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Oh, you can. They're not. Un, they're not tapped. They're untapped. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That's pretty. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. They don't usually do that. So, so it's for five mana, you can get two cards into your battle. Two, two oh, basic yeah. lands into your. Battlefield. There's already a better version of this in. in Standard. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's for limited. To get those You're not yeah. going to <laughs> the uh, the hour of devastation cards. Yeah. Um, no, well, you're definitely not first picking. I don't know even if you're playing it. Play this at I all? Think maybe never. Limited. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like that type of effect. Mm. Mm. Oh, speaking of hot cards, uh, rescue. Uh, it's a one blue for an instant. It's an Whoa. instant speed. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. Whoa. So no. you're rescuing this from all that enchantment removal that isn't around? Is that what's the idea? You just put the third ability on the stack and then bounce it. It's not terrible. Oh, okay. Does it still work? Yeah. Permanent? Is this a permanent you control? Oh, yeah, yeah, because of the weird stack. Like, yeah, you put the, the counter the, on. The and thing is the cyber is only sacrificed with the third ability. Is yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah, cool, that's cool. Oh, so you get the first two effects. No, you, can still, you still get the first. So the third oh, ability instant. goes goes on the stack, yes. and then you return it to your hand, and you just redo it, replay it again. That would okay. be pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, that's something. That's you can also bounce cards with kicker. I don't know. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. That's two interesting takes on a, on rescue, which has been uh, sort of panned, hasn't it? As yeah, not it's not. Hot. It's not very. It's like not on its surface very it's good. You got to you got to work. You got to work, work for it. Kelden Raider. This Kelden place, obviously, place in Dominaria. That we've, yeah. yeah. Kelden Raider, two and two reds for a 4-3. Uh, when Kelden Raider enters the battlefield, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. This is really that's, good. That's yeah. all right. This is it? the pick definitely so far. Yeah. Still, on, still in uh, common, so you're bound to see quite a few of that's those. That's sick. That's really strong. Is it? Oh, yeah. I assumed it was uncommon. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. pretty good. It's really good. Oh, I mean, I love Shadow Skull Giant. Which is just a vanilla four three with the same <laughs> yeah. cost. I think four three in this set is actually like a large card, mm. so. and it's and it's Big late boy. enough into the game when you when you going to cast that. And get, get rid of um, an excess land. The, the, yeah, you the, put the, you the rummaging is good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I, I would actually just play a four mana four three in this set. So yeah, this card's mm. very good. Cool. Mesa Unicorn. Oh, we could have fun with that name, couldn't we? <laughs> Mesa Unicorn. Oh, I went out. I had a shotgun. I found a unicorn. I shot it. Made a mess of that unicorn. <laughs> I made a mess of unicorn. Sort of, that sort of thing. Um, two two lifelink for two. Two, yeah, one and a white for a two two lifelink creature unicorn. Mm. Very pretty. I'm sure my daughter's going to love this card. <laughs> unicorn tribal. Uh, yeah, unicorn tribal. This yeah, fits good. right into that. Deck. Metallic it's mimic deck, yeah. set to unicorn. <laughs> um, there's really nothing. You're not going to get a lot of life out of that, are you? No. Like about we don't two. like the other two twos. I don't know why that two two would be. Better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you get two life out of it as it dies. Like like Bishop Soldier was pretty okay in Ixalan, but it was because you had stuff to give it to, to buff it and stuff. Mm. And this is right, just yeah. there's nothing it's to gonna, buff it. It's going to die to all the unicorn hate that's out there. 
A Knight of Grace. <laughs> oh, for something completely different. <laughs> Knight of Grace, one and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, it says a lot of this in white. But this is an uncommon, so hang on for the text box. Go. Hold your horses. It's got first strike, and it's yeah. hexproof from black. And Knight of Grace gets plus one, plus zero, as long as any player controls a black permanent. It's a bit of a stretch for the last one, isn't it? But how do you feel about a... Um, a 2-2 two, two for two with first strike and oh, everything else is a bonus. Because white, because white, white, right? Uh, no, no, one one white. white. One and a white. Same, same mana cost as like these other ones. Oh, yeah. um, that's, this is that's insane then. That's really quite strong. Because so, like, the thing is like, if, I don't, if we don't like the other two dudes because they're outside, first strike just means it beats the cards we don't yeah. like. And it, loses it beats the, everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we already yeah, don't yeah. like them because they already get trumped by the X3 creatures in the format, right? And so this, so like, first strike unless they're there. playing black, this also just gets beaten by oh, two no, threes. you can be playing black. So I think this kind of like yeah. a gold card. I will main deck it if I am playing black-white because I think 3-2 first strike beats most things in the format. Sure. And then it also has the random hex group upside. Um, so like, it's a cyborg card if you're not black, I think. It is very... And if you are black, then the card's like awesome, so... Oh, it's so good in black white. Sorry, yeah, like I've only so just really white, like yeah. mashed all those abilities together, right. which is like hexproof from black. You can enchant it with random crap, yeah. and then you can control the black permanent. Yeah, yeah. cool. So you can enchant it with black. Um, yeah, because it's hexproof. Like, and, I mean, there's, there's like, only one black enchantment like that, I think. But like, um, mm, yeah, yeah. like. Um, but like in too. in the past, like you could play be playing a black white deck, and you could not touch your white knight with any of your black spells mm. because it had protection from black. Um, but this is quite quite different. Yeah. Yes. I, I kind of like that card, but yeah, yeah I can see your yeah. point there. Um, this is our second uncommon, I believe. Seal yeah. away one and a white for an enchantment. <laughs> That's what I um, what I'm thing. working when I go up up north. Yeah, and I'm really just looking for big fat mammals to hunt with my spear. Mm, yeah, I go seal away. <laughs> I, I always often yell this when we're doing the mail at work, and, <laughs> and all the envelopes are open. Seal seal away. Away. <laughs> I, yell, I yell this out and a, and, a, and a huge like rock type of golem comes out of the ground uh, painted by Joseph Meehan uh, and it's, and it's really an enchantment listen to Kiss from a Rose. seal away seal. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what uh, is it uh, what was his wife called and they split up Mrs. Seal. Kylie Hum or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I say it's not, that's not her name. It's round something like that's that. That's what she said. That's what she said when it goes, time for a divorce. Seal. 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 Away. Seal. Away. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a great card. All right. Seal Away is one and a white for an enchantment with flash. When Seal Away enters the battlefield, exile target tapped creature and opponent controls until Seal Away leaves the battlefield. This is probably just better than the stuff in the pack so far, right? You've got to be defensive. But yeah, but it's probably just better than the four three rummage sure. guy. What's the idea of the flash? Are you holding back white well, mana? You put in attacks and then you can. Come yeah, they, they attack with a ten ten, and before you take the ten damage, you flash it in and exile their tapped creature. Oh, as many uh, is there, is there many other reasons for holding back white mana? Do you know? Uh, um, there's Gideon's Reproach, which does four to an attacking or blocking creature oh, okay. for the same this is cost. Just a better Gideon's Reproach, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, so you're going to be defensive, but you don't like it. Um, you, you think just having the four three at this point would be better than hedging Maybe. into a defensive? I think removal is generally overrated, but yeah. I mean, I could see this card being good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is good, but you do. I always thought removal had really stepped up because I was debating that this is red. This is conditional removal. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was 
saying earlier, you know, a few shows ago that bread was now just rabid because removal was more important than, <laughs> ah. than the bombs. But you're um, saying, no, forget about that. True. Yeah, that's bombs, there's been more, much more bombs than removal in the last few sets. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. May, maybe Steal Away is the best. I mean, it's definitely one of the top two cards. I mean, mm. oh, okay. Um, our final uncommon is Sage of Latnam. Uh, one and a blue for a one-two, which is a cre- creature, human artificer. And you tap him and sacrifice an artifact to draw a card. Is it a bum? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you'd have to have a lot of... You've like, there's no artifacts. There's no random things that make lots and lots and lots of artifacts. So you have to have heaps of them lying around. You don't have heaps of them lying around, so this is just not good. And most of them aren't... That, you don't, I don't get that excited about wanting to play many of the artifacts right. to sacrifice them. <laughs> yeah, and, and if, yeah, if you are going to play them, then you just uh, you're going to sacrifice them. So otherwise, you've got a one two for two, which seems yeah. like a bad oh, deal. Okay. Terrible. Okay, so is seal away or, or uh, Kelden Raider so far? Probably seal away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next card is a rare foil. Oh, this could be the best pack we've opened in uh ever ever I mean, we never opened a masterpiece no we never opened a masterpiece did we no I mean, we gave know, one away at the rate you're opening packs i don't know if you're expecting to open a masterpiece <laughs> yeah. other yeah oh, we might open a masterpiece or even in a Dominaria. Mythic, like we've never done it. <laughs> sure <laughs> chances are low yeah um okay it's uh what is it oh, okay um <laughs> i don't know it's a foil rare uh, it's a gilded lotus for five colorless. Is it foil gilded lotus? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. worth some money. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, there you go. We're giving away something valuable for a change. Woo! <laughs> it's a artifact. Uh, tap, add three mana of any one color. Probably not first picking this. I think I'm never picking it. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, maybe if it's a fly one, I'll pick it. Sell <laughs> yeah. for 20 bucks and yeah. uh, draft but again. But at five mana, you've already got five to cast it. You'd want to jump to eight. And how many times are you going to get it's, used out of that? It's like an interesting like... thing because you can use it to play your splash card immediately. Because you can... Oh, so you play it on color. five and you tap it for But like... I could also play like a mountain. You could play a mountain, but this like also ramps you. This also ramps you to your big kicker stuff. So if you're like green X, I think you if can you just use... play like random five. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's... if you just play random five, you can stall to that point anyway. Most of the time. To draw to drawing your mountain yeah, or just, whatever. Yeah. Mm. So... This is like yeah, it's very the most awkward fixing and ramp spell because it would cost five. I don't really yeah. get how you could justify not playing grow from the ashes and then also think this card is good. Like if one, like I think they're both good or both bad, right? Um, like, cause grow from the, oh yeah, yeah. Cause grow from the ashes is like, you like, play it on three or on five. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really that much different. Hmm. So I think this is just worse than the card I already said I'd never play. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the next card will be a legendary. Is that, yeah. is that the last one? So this, well, the, no, the fall one is first. It'll be a rare and it'll be a legendary because there's been no legendary so far. Oh, there's only right. two cards. There's only this, uh, foil artifact and another card left. So it has to be a legendary and yeah. it has okay. to be a rare. Okay, so mm-hmm. because they they've like, they've done something right, with the yeah with the um, with the print runs Some print yeah so it's so it's yeah. rare uh, and it is legendary oh and it's what I was saying was very very pretty earlier on Zahid Jijin of the Lamb Ooh! four and Ooh! two blues for a five six legendary creature Jin you may pay three and a blue and tap an unwanted artifact you control rather than pay this man- spell's mana cost it's also got flying okay I'll take that. That card is quite good. Is it? Is it a bomb? <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. established yeah. it earlier. 
Oh, oh hot damn! Lotus to make it cost oh, nice. yes. So good. Yeah, that's nice. I love the border. I love the and border. And I think we've also learned that all of the yeah. boosters that have got um, Khan packaging, booster packaging, have the foil gilded lotuses yeah. in them. All right, so what are we picking, guys? Uh, Zahid is, uh, is, is the, the pick. Yeah. Big old flyer, probably bigger than anything else in the set, and it has flying, and you can play it, pay it for four every now and then. Uh, and in the uncommons in commons, we were happy with Seal Away. I think Seal Away is going to be... Yeah, I think yeah, Zahid, Seal Away, and Kelvin Raiders are the best cards. Mm. I'm oh. so excited to draft this set. I'm so excited. Yeah, it seems sweet. Mm. All right. Oh, we forgot to decide who would uh, win. Which question did you like the best out of the, the, the questions? Uh, I liked Perth Perth Lang's question about us coming back to Dominaria and exploring it a lot more. Um, what were the other ones? Uh, Donald. Yeah. Um, I prefer the first two questions, but that's, you know, personal advice where I would care more about that type of question than the other two. Do you remember what the second one was? Yeah, they asked about the number of legendary creatures. It was actually a good question. Yeah. It can be Donald. Matt Veal. Matt Veal or Donald. I don't know. Both of them are good questions. Mm-hmm. I All don't right. know how it differentiate between the two. Uh, if it's between Matt and... So, yeah, Donald and Matt Veal. Didn't Matt Veal win recently? I don't know. No, oh, we, we'll give it to Donald. He always he always asks. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah Donald. All right. Well done, Donald. Get you a foil gilded lotus. And Look at that bad boy. Oh. So he definitely was going to play a foil gilded lotus in some commander deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he'll get use out of it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> All right. I realize we're just doing dead air now. So uh, as Aaron shows the card to the video stream, uh, we'll we'll uh, blob right now and we'll be back with Neats and Tweets. Neats and Tweets. Oh, Neats. And Tweets. And Tweets. Neats. And Tweets. Shoulders, knees. Tidy. Toes. Neats and Tweets. Neats and Tweets. And eyes and ears and Neats and Tweets. Any store news going on as... Uh, to touch base I think on the pre-release is happening. I think it is. I think that's the big news. Isn't it? It's, like it's pre-release this weekend. Yeah, Dominaria is happening, and people are pretty excited it's about it. Probably not news if they've sat through the rest of this. No, a lot of people just tune in and just ignore that all the bits a up lot, to Neats and Toys. Mad uh, Neats and, and Toys. Tune back in in two weeks and just hear more Neats and Toys. Yeah. Yeah. Very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, pre-release is happening. Pretty exciting. Really, and you can get your booster boxes straight away as well. So don't forget about that. Yeah, you can. There well. are not many of those left. They yeah, are almost that's gone. just the Cannington around yeah. Australia and Chicago, Indianapolis. If you're listening to it, you know, good games attached mm-hmm. wise, you'll still be able to get your um, you can get your boost boxes on the same weekend. So you yeah, get on the weekend, get the gear straight yeah. away. So you can play your pre-release, go home and draft it with your with your buddies. Yeah, and draft it during the week at all the store events yeah. that kick off. Sounds sweet. Um, yeah, personally for Seven Land Hand, we've got a blue a Beyond Blue fundraiser going at the moment. You can get that on our Seven Land Hand Facebook page. There are a few posts, and they've all got a link on it, so you can already like donate. What we're doing is just raising money for Beyond Blue, which, if you're not in Australia, uh, raises money for um, help people out with mental illness in Australia. Uh, unfortunately, we decided that we'll play a 24-hour challenge of one game, a game that seemed big and would you know hold us in interest for 24 hours. Mm. Fortunately, that's called Gloomhaven. Which doesn't really fit in the anti-depression yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But we're, maybe we're, we're a haven from gloom. That is exactly how I'm trying to spin this thing, yeah. is that that's what we're doing. We're building that haven yeah. by playing 
Gloomhaven for 24 hours. I mean, I've played some pretty interesting video games that are built around, uh, you know, exploring themes of, like, you know, depression and, and, like, really sad topics, and they are themselves quite grim, sad-looking. Yeah. And it's about the, the thing afterwards. I don't think people will be like, oh, how dare you? Oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no we'll, we'll be like, well, it's, the no, board they it's do, where the board game is set. It's a fantasy yeah. game. There's a snowflake term that's come out recently. <laughs> could probably be a fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll just let's just see how our mental health holds up after 24 hours. Um, not, be, well, not well, honestly. Yeah. We're not all going to do it for 24 hours. We'll all be there except for Matt. This year, Matt's letting the team down. He's he's in and out of it. But we'll be... With his children? Yeah. That's for, <laughs> I'm just abandoning mine like any decent, you know, hardcore game would do. do. Yeah. yeah, we'll be setting up a, a, a tent city uh, to one side or something like that. And, yeah, one person mm. can disappear off and, and snore loudly while the other yeah. people play Gloomhaven. Uh, so that's Gloomhaven. Yep, you can do that. Look out for the micro badges should they land. Uh, seven line hand on um, board game. Geek. Oh my goodness! We've got to make a micro hot gar badge and a micro charging badger. Yeah, yeah. badge as well. Micro hot gar badge. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah, it's um, just look like a tiny flame, and I bet that's already been. It's done. very hard to do the micro badges. Ours yeah. is just going to be just a pixels, seven. right? Yeah, it's tough. Oh, but it's got to be sixteen by sixteen. It's tiny. We tried putting all these different card formations. When you shrink it down, it just looks like a mess. It's yeah. not really anything. So it's Funny. just a, a blue seven on a white circle. Classy, I like mm. to think of it as. You know. uh, yeah, comment on any of our stuff. If I've mentioned your name, send us a, a podcast, uh, uh, an email to podcast at sevenlinehand.com. We'll send you out a badge. Um, and, and everyone that's won a booster tonight, we handed out two boosters tonight. Two boosters. Uh, Tom Murphy, wasn't it? Got the other one. Tom Murphy. Just yeah. for getting on the uh, video stream. And just interacting with us and yeah. trying to stump Anthony. Which he didn't Which do. He did not do. But he gave it a bloody good go. So we gave him a Rivals for Excellent booster as a reward. Uh, you can win Sherlock Holmes. Consulting Detective by leaving a comment on the post for episode 117, which is currently pinned to the top of our Seven Land Hand Facebook page. That's only for a week, though, because we've held back with this pre-release preparation podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was another... The PPP piece. Maybe it's four Ps. Preparation, uh, pre-release preparation pack podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll only be around for Premier. a week. Premier one. Premier one. the best one we've ever done, and it's also yeah. the first. Um, so... That'll be around for another week, and then in a week's time, uh, Matt and I, yeah, just Matt and I, are going to be back reviewing Stuffed Fables, which is going to be next month's Game of Month. A bunch of pro tips, passwords, and how to hug your little teddy bear uh-huh. look after him. Use a pencil as a weapon. Is it enjoying Stuffed Fables? Yeah, I'm loving it. I've awesome. fallen into a real groove in the last couple of games because they've been all narrative-based That's story cool. kind yeah, of things, yeah. and I can get into that. Mm. Yeah, it's not just some sort of, you know, shift these green colored cubes over to this side of the table that's my favorite type of game that's exactly why we have you on board aaron (laughs) (laughs) and oh unfortunately i have received notice that within the stuff fables podcast there will be a matt's quiz unfortunately oh god but that's no reason to tune out the rest of it will be all good fun and you'll learn about a really cool game and that's about it for for this week, isn't it? Thanks for listening. Enjoy yeah. the pre-release. I'm so excited. Yeah, I hope you've I'm enjoyed play this. some of these cards, these here cards. Yeah, I hope you yeah, enjoyed this new format of podcast where we've tried to just get straight down to it. Yeah. We've never done ever. If there's any faffing being done on a podcast, it's been done here on Seven Land Hand up, up until today. Well, there's, lots of, there's lots of chatter in between, like, you know, trying to stump Anthony and stuff, but mm. I like I like 
getting to the brass tacks. That kept our silliness quota. Um, yeah. Yeah, there has to be some. Some, some amount. Some, yeah. Okay, here we go, Anthony. Final two. Are you ready? How to stump Anthony Lee. How to stump Anthony Lee. With a text box only. Here we go. 3 1 haste. It's just a 3 1 haste? Yeah. It's one of the planes. It's a wizard. Cards. It's a dude like, with the, with the fire. In his <laughs> he knew you were going to go <laughs> planeswalker deck. It's his weakness. The renegade. I'm not sure. No, I don't remember. The pyromantic pilgrim. Okay. Sucker. Oh, no, that one. Well, there was some talk about that 278 out of 269, so it's not yeah. technically the set. And I here we go, final one. Early on. That was that was spoiled really reasonably quite early. Or there was yeah. A, a yeah, they usually put these out a little yeah. bit before the proper no spoiler season. So and uh, return like... target creature to its owner's hand. If you control an artifact, draw a card. Temporal machinations. Oh, no! Nice. He even did gotcha. that one! Oh, he's got us. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness Would you ever me. play a Planeswalker deck card in your... Oh he, boy, you do not know. He that. already has. Do you know about Multiple this? Multiple times. No, it's yeah. a t- this sounds like a story. A great way to lead us out of the Here show. Here we go. What is it? Go on, tell us. Well, I mean, I just bought. I just thought Terrain Elemental was you know a playable card in the last standard. So this yeah. is one and a green, three two. A green. One and a, what? One and a one green. And a green, one three and a green, two. Three elemental. Two. Elemental. That's yeah. all the abilities. That's all that it has. But one and a, and, two. And, and two and mana, three, two mana, three, two. You, is that you, it's Nissa saying that you always feel fine to tread on the land, but you get upset when it tries to step on you. <laughs> um, and you've read it so many times because it has no the German, the German version of the card is called Galander <laughs> Elemental. Mm-hmm. Which I know because we, we own eight. But, um, <laughs> you are, if you start reading German cards... Um, when Madison's watching this, she will legit think Kai's here. Doing yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> he talks a lot of German. Um, yeah, I mean, it was playable because I needed... Uh, two mana, uh, three, two, obviously. No, yeah, so I, I, I needed specifically green creatures with power higher than the converted mana cost to be able to cast Galta Primal Hunger more consistently. And Which has kind of, cost reduction for the power of the creatures yeah. you can draw. Right, and yeah. I was getting annoyed that my Merfolk Branch Walker was sometimes a 2-1 and not a 3-2. Because I was like, <laughs> what if I just always had a 3-2? So I had to find these terrain elementals before a standard tournament. And, you know, every store was sold out of this Planeswalker deck that was released, you know, like oh, yeah. a year ago. I did find it eventually. So I basically paid $25 for four copies of terrain elementals. <laughs> it was worth it because I won the tournament and that was worth $110. So it was a great investment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the victory, yeah. isn't it, that counts? Just wait till... Flame, I, also play, I also bought a Planeswalker deck for Flame Lash. Oh, yeah! And I won yeah, that, that, I won that one. PPDQ as well. <laughs> so, Planeswalker deck cards. So I've literally never lost tournament. a tournament after buying a Planeswalker deck. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end the podcast. Yeah. We should always have an Anthony Lee story at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Even if it's next week's Stuff Fables, just have Anthony come and just tell us Anthony a story. Just Anthony come and tell us. He told me some stories in the card that are hilarious oh, as well. Great. More of that next time. You'll be back for the next... Uh, PPP. When is that? I don't know. Corset. Oh, oh Corset mm. PPP. July, I think. June. Mm. Mid June. June. Yeah, June. Oh, so near, near. Will, I be, will I be here? My birthday's almost always on pre-release weekend, so oh, it's like uh, I think a week, first week of July. Of telling a story. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good night. Good night. <laughs>